Welcome back to part two with writer-director Alex Chu and with guest host Tiger Shu. And here you go. A lot of the, the byproducts of that still stay, right? The institutional <laughs> things still remain. Pecking order yeah. Because of our history of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How we look at the shift of how obviously African-American slaves were the prime source, but people forget that, yeah, Chinese were the ones who, Filipinos, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Louise, you know. We took up the labor that the, yeah, and the stratification, the way America stratifies people has has been, it's been a, a legal status, not just a matter of, you know, casual, oh yeah, you're poor because you're poor. It's more like there's actual legal status. Yeah. Of who yeah. you, Cause like, you know, it's embedded in the legal like, status. Now it's your time to yeah, not yeah, be, yeah, but yeah. that's what I was saying just about what the other country I find interesting is like, I've been meeting so many Australian Asian or Australian Chinese yeah. here right. in, and I, I mean I, I've always been aware obviously there's yeah. Chinese or Asians Leonardo in Australia. Nam yeah. is a good yeah. actor yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. sometimes when I talk to them about of, and of course they have their stories of racism yeah absolutely uh, but it's just Australia such, has its issues yes. yeah but it's such a different you know yeah it's, it's a different flavor it's a different flavor but it's such a different understanding yeah. or even yeah. like I'm always impressed by the amount of um British Chinese that I meet oh okay you know? yeah, yeah and uh, they, of course I mean they definitely had racism but it's just such a I think the one difference that I've seen, especially with the UK, right, was that when you're under the Queen's banner and all things, <laughs> all things aside about like imperialism or whatever, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I do think something very interesting is that like in America, I, we could have an argument here. I'm not saying we will, but I'm saying I'm sure there is an, an argument and a taste of like, what does an American mean to you? What does it mean to you? What does yeah, it mean? Yeah. Probably three different things, very similar but very different, right? Sure. And at some point, and probably not us, we're all friends and whatnot, yeah. but like we could meet an American here where they'd be like, well, you're not as American yeah, as me. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. how do you quantify that? Yeah. Whereas I feel like at least, when, like the UK, for example, I've met a lot of people where they're just proud to be like, I'm British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like, and you look at the, the history of like how the the empire, every world, every part of the world it touched, right? So like you all woke up under the British sun, right? Yeah. But like, it's just so interesting that I would meet like, uh, you know, your uh, your clear Anglo-Saxon British person yeah. had that same pride that uh, a Chinese Brit did, that yeah. a, a Pakistani Brit did, you know, and you know, everywhere. And it's just like, I wish we had that sometimes here too as well. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't, no, but yeah, it, yeah. it's- Yeah, I mean, like, Canada's similar. I mean, there's just less, I mean, in plain English, it's just less hang-ups about that, about the race issue compared to the U.S. simply, I think, because we don't have as much of a dark history. Right, and, and it, we're talking you know. about the social economic. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious about your personal feelings. Like, what what experiences have you had where race became an issue, you, you think? Like, was there, like, like dating issues? Was there, like, you, you mentioned um, some, you accounted some racism, but... I mean, as a kid, I think, for me personally, um, I mean, I don't know if this is for everybody, but like I, I do know that I'm, I'm almost certain there's other people who experience similar things to me as a, you know, the only minority, the only non-white person in a in a place where like yeah, Tiger it's that it's kind of like this weird dichotomy where you feel you are made you're basically made very aware that you are different, and yet made very and made to feel invisible at the same time. Yeah, you know, so it's weird not really it's not really this the sense of overt racism like you know. I think I remember only one time in my life where somebody said something really racist to me and it was just some drunk asshole who was like, and my parent, like, you know, there's like a park by my parents' place and they were playing baseball a little bit too long. We told him to shut up and then he's, oh, go back to your country. But he was like really drunk and then this girlfriend kind of pulled him out. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. But, but Canada, Canada, right? Yeah, yeah okay. but nothing, I it's mean. Like polite racism yeah. of Canada, you know, like. <laughs> but nothing like, you know, nothing really, from what I remember, nothing 
really, really overt. Okay. Um, but again, it's it, that doesn't necessarily, you know, I think a lot of a lot of times there's this issue of, oh, if you don't experience that kind of overt, if nobody's actually said, you know, called you names or actually went out of their way to be racist, then it's not that bad. It's like, no, uh, the worst kinds of racism are the stuff that's actually beneath the embedded, surface. Yeah. That, yeah. You, that it's the ones that you go, I know this is, I know I don't feel good here or I feel being, I feel excluded, but I can't prove it. Well, I but I know like, it's, you know what, like, you uh, know yeah. it's and there. What, what was that, like, what, which experience did you feel like? Was that like in second grade, or, sorry, kindergarten when you were the only no. Asian kid? Or I mean, that, I was too young to that really. That was Libya still, yeah, right? That was Libya. Yeah, I mean, I mean but no, I think. United, I mean, like when you came back, seventh grade, eighth grade. Yeah, or, I mean, I think I remember, I think most of it was just that, um, I'm trying to think, like. Maybe it's just like I've repressed memories. Or, or maybe like, it wasn't there. Maybe we're not, you know, yeah. No, but I, yeah, I do yeah. remember, I mean, I do remember just the distinct, it wasn't tied to anything specific, but just that distinct feeling of feeling like, oh, wait, I'm the only non-white, like, you know, yeah, I'm the yeah. only person who doesn't give a shit about Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, or whatever. You Thanksgiving in Canada? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. or like, I'm the only person. How dare you, sir? That I'm is with the, the national. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm the only, like, am I the only one who's, craves rice every day like what's going on? like you know because yeah, you just it's a part yeah. of your like you know like there's just these weird little things and then you're you're made to you, you're you're really again really where really aware that you're different than everybody else but also feeling invisible that you you feel uncomfortable sharing your culture or sharing your background like you oh, almost feel like the uncomfortable okay, yeah like that, that you're forced that, to yeah. kind of to yeah, whitewash yourself to fit in because you don't want to admit to people that oh you can speak a bit of Chinese or that uh, oh I have you know certain things. Did you speak or, Chinese in public with your parents or no? Oh, you know, there we go. and 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 there's those those kind of markers where you just felt like you really you you're very you're very self aware or like I remember as a kid feeling very uncomfortable in public when my parents would speak Chinese. Oh, what you know because uh, they speak Dagi. Yes, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both Taiwanese, yeah. Yes. yeah, Taiwanese and 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 Mandarin. But you know, it's just weird because it's like you just you feel like, oh, I, I don't want to, you know, I feel very uncomfortable because they're speaking in public, uh, you know. And and that was kind of the, um, and again, that wasn't necessarily people overtly being racist to you, right. but as much as that you don't feel that your background is of the same is value is of value or it actually matters. But, you know, you know what I, mean? I feel like that. And kind of going back to your point of, of racism is that I always call that like casual, like it's insidious. It's insidious. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's institutional. Because it's, it, it's more of like a mindful. It's like kind of like, in, if we break it down in simplified terms, like if I punch you in the face, Ouch. it sucks, but that's much, it's not as bad as oh, me sorry. like no. telling you I'm going to, like, you know, the build up to it, because that's what's worse, right? Like the, you don't know. I'm going to punch you yeah, in the like, face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Internalize it so much more. And, and I always agree with like, you know, casual racism being worse because at least like, okay. I'm not saying any racism is good, right? But, like, if I meet, like, the most stereotypical, like, racist person in terms of, like, you know, just, everything's out of the table. Everything's ugly, You yeah. know. Yeah, And yeah, I'm kind of yeah, like, well, yeah. fuck you. You can write this guy off. Yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah, be the whoever yeah, yeah, I am because, yeah, yeah. look, no matter what I do at this point, why does it matter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but what if it's, like, your homie, though? And, yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah, you don't know yeah, where yeah. they stand, so you start questioning who you are, yeah. where, you, where your place in society is, and especially, in the, like... Like, I'll just say it here, like in LA, I feel like there's a lot more casual racism. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. you never, it's like this, like, you, I'm sure you guys have heard it too, where it's like, you'll meet somebody who will say something incredibly racist, and they're like, but it's cool because I have, like, my token whatever friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you should probably know more than anybody then that that's not cool. But or, you, you yeah, know? or in LA, particularly, it's like, it's, you know, there is sort of like, 
certain people you're you're allowed to be casually prejudiced against, like yeah. Armenians. Like, you know, I don't know how many people... I love I've Armenians, heard, by the way. No, but I don't know how many people I've heard just casually should talk Armenians just because it's it's acceptable in LA right. to talk Armenians. Well, I think because of the Kardashians, maybe. Or, yeah, yeah, but it's just, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, because they're not really of color, they're kind of white-ish and kind of not, but then, you know, that's why... You know, we can we can like make fun of them or write or just kind of like right. shit talk them in a way where you're like, wait a second, if you replace Armenian with any other African American, Asian, that's probably pretty that's racist. Pretty bad. You know, so like, that that brings me <laughs> to my next uh, um, uh, question is that you have a lot of Asian Americans or uh, Asian Canadian. You 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 yeah. cast you know casting yourself in your like um, your interview don'ts, yeah, yeah. Uh, funny or die segment, like. The, is that casual racism that you experience is that kind of a reason why you're trying to push for like Asian American representation because you could you I mean like for your series Timber they're all white people yeah, right yeah, yeah. which is fine I thought that was a funny oh, series yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was actually that was just a um I was just helping them out. Like, so right. I, I, was, I was not... I you were was not just, the writer. You were just director, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just would say, hey, we need a director. Can you please help us? I'm like, yeah, sure. And, yeah, you yeah. know, I was just doing, you know, uh, just helping them out and um, and happy to help them out. Right. Um, but for your own personal content, it seems that, oh, this guy is... And for Izzy, obviously, is yeah. I think is 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 one of, one of the, the best Asian-American films I've seen in a yeah, long yeah. time. Well, thank you. And um, because, you know, there's not that many Asian-American yeah, films... Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are a number of independent Asian American films, but as far as like the 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 drama or the gripping narrative, I think it's it, to be honest, we still have a lot to catch up with other minorities and create in yep. creating yeah, high quality gripping content. And I think you know, hopefully, I haven't seen Crazy Crazy Rich Asians yet, but I, I you know I hear good I things. Good. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and I think it's I think that's part. I don't know if it's necessarily the casual racism as much as. It, it's just it's just something I feel um, I can bring to the table. I mean, it's just something I, I can't remember who said, and I'm sure it's been said many times by other teachers or by other mentors or whatever. It's like, you know, as a creative person, do the thing that nobody else can do, right? Mm -hmm. You know, write the story that nobody else can write but you. And I think with the Asian American, Asian immigrant angle, that's the story. You know, that's the, that's the thing that I think I can bring my own little sort of wrinkle to that yes there's other Asian American creators but I think you know white you know there's plenty of white stories out there I don't need to <laughs> add to that right like huh. you know like some some New York Jewish person can write a better you know friends episode sure. than I ever could because that's their you know that's their world I would world. love to see you write a series of just like a Jewish deli just from yeah. the Chinese perspective no but but that's, but that's what I would do from the Chinese perspective yeah. right as opposed to like you know um it's and I think it's also specificity because it's just from a writing standpoint like you know if you write something generic white yeah you end up with a generic story you know mm. so even if you're a white person it's like there's something very interesting like I don't know if you read the the book uh, uh, Hillbilly Elegy hmm. which is you know it's it's this guy he's talking about his you know life growing up in the coal country in West Virginia okay it's more of a social commentary on what's going on but you know that's very. That's not just a generic American story. That's a very specific kind of white person, and I think that's what. And as somebody who's not white, I'm attracted. I'm like that's really fascinating because it's so specific. It's, it's like not outside just, of your, your yeah. Culture, it's not just yeah. a generic, you know, cast out of L.A. Oh, what is this? Oh, it's an everyman. It's like I don't know what the hell that means. Or it's like yeah. it's, 
you know, like a generic white, you know, and then you go, there is no such thing as generic white. There is, <laughs> there is Armenian Glendale. There is West Virginia coal miner. There is an Alabama Southern Bell. You know, there's very specific cultural things. And I think as an Asian American, like you, I'm very aware of that, that there is something about our upbringing and about our subculture that is, that is a bit different. And just speaking of the, you know, the friends thing, it's like, if you were to write a story, like we could all write a spec episode of Friends, but make Ross, Rachel, the entire gang, all Asian American, and you would have a, even with a similar story structure, it'd be a different story, yeah. right? Because all the details that add up to what makes Rachel the Asian American princess from, you know, from Arcadia is different than the Jennifer Aniston character, even if she's kind of saying the same lines and right, right. a similar structure, but all the little cultural markers are what makes it diff different enough and it all adds up to a completely different story. And I think that's kind of what makes it interesting. And I think, you know, we just need more of that. You know? right. And I think it makes, you know, it, it allows people to, to see not just us, but to see themselves in a way that they can't see if they see themselves on screen, if that makes sense. You know, mm. like Bo Burnham said that, I was just going to steal that. Was when From 8th grade, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he said that, you know. Dan, have you seen 8th grade yet? No, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch movies for a while. Yeah, he's, he, Dan's yeah. got kids. Uh, but but, yeah. but he, what he was saying was that like the reason why he wrote it partly was because of all the feedback he was getting when he was doing stand-up. He had all these teenage girls coming up to him saying, because he was talking about his anxiety and about his, you know, all the kind of depression that he was dealing with. Huh. It was like, I get you. That's exactly how I feel. I was like, how are all these teenage girls relating to <laughs> this, identifying, yeah. identifying with this, you know, straight white male in his 30s? And then he realized, wait. And when he wrote it, he he said something to the effect about how the reason why audiences connect to that to those characters is kind of why, how he connects to them because he's able to be a lot he's able to talk about things and the audience can see themselves in these girls because they're not these girls but they can they could relate to a lot of the the same kinds of emotional issues and I, same with Farizi like we had so many in you know when we premiered at Ashland it was primarily a uh, Caucasian audience mm. and they could I mean we were a little worried because we didn't know whether you know how it was going to connect and they really connected to it in a way that I never would have expected and you I guys think, got extra screening too right yeah, yeah we got yeah. extra screen we and they really they really really connected to it I think partly because because of the fact that they were what they saw on screen was not them but yet because of that they could relate to a lot of the personal aspect there's this weird contradiction no it's, it's basically know? from specificity becomes universality right? yeah exactly yeah, so, so yeah, basically yeah, yeah. from being so specific and personal by being so specific and personal even with the, the race the language you somehow connect it to the universal yeah and it gives yeah. you as an audience member permission to really connect to some of the very deeply personal things that the character is going through that you may not allow yourself to if you saw that same person on screen the same mm. as a version of yourself, you know, and like... Oh, I'm just going to say, you know, it's great, especially kind of going through what we're discussing here, but what I find that there's also like a horrible irony too about, especially being people of color trying to do yeah. stories or like trying to do a Bo Burnham is that, you know, sometimes I think, and again, maybe this is just too internalization, who knows, right? Because we always, I think as minorities, get to a point where like, how much of it is the man holding yeah. us down or us not, you know, and that's, I think, the conflict, but... When we create content, I think what's so weird nowadays is that, like, you hear people all the time, especially in our industry, like, tell your story. Like, you know, tell your truth, yeah. right? Yeah. But you're also, as an actor, and even as a director, expected, though, to be able to hit certain hallmarks. Like, if you do a sitcom, you have to know, like, boom, when this, like, when you read a script, which 
part of this script that yep. the, the, the minutes go by where this joke needs to land and be able to do it. And you have to be able to be a performer or a creative that can play like that, those standards, you know, like the notes. Yeah, right? I mean, it, right. it, it depends. I mean, it, speak, it depends on the story and depends on like, um, depends on the story, depends on the, the project, the scope of the project, you know, the budget as well and, and, what, and what the purpose of the story is. So like, for example, you know, why did Black Panther connect so well to African American audiences in a way that you know um, that other films did not is because there isn't there is this B story going on underneath Black Panther that is a dialogue only amongst African Americans. It's not made for us. It's <laughs> right. made for them. Right. And I think and and then you get other films like um, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Or uh, or uh, uh, Blind Spotting, mm. which. You know, to steal Wesley Morris's thing, where he in the New York Times, where he's saying like, "There's it's a form of white splaining." So it's a movie about yeah. black people, but it's kind through of geared to explain, of... but it, through the lens of African Americans. But it's kind of geared towards explaining to white people what it means to be black, as opposed to it being <laughs> just a movie about black people for black people. Ah. And I think for Asian Americans, I think as for people of color, we kind of face that that kind of same thing, which is like when you're actually in a project, it's like, who is this for? Like, is yes, this, yes, is this, yes. If it's because if is it going to be very insider baseball where it's oh this is an Asian American kind of insider joke thing yeah right is that the movie or is that the project or is this more kind of white splaining well, <laughs> you know it's just like you, you know, know you don't want to white splain but you don't want to be too insular too well, right? yeah or sometimes or sometimes you want to you want to go either or right you want to huh. actually just go you know what fuck it let's just make it this for us by us it's a totally for us by us interesting so like okay, you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. a good Food. example of that no but a good example of that on the white side is uh, the the Coen Brothers movies so like the uh, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, was it A Simple Man I can't remember what they're called uh, 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 where uh, he's like on the roof or something yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's yeah. called A Simple Man um, yeah where that is a, that's a movie that I just don't get yeah but it's a movie where I read other people talking about it. it's like oh you have to kind of be a Jewish person in it's it's very kind of a Insider Jewish well, Royal Tenenbaums, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, 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 I mean that was. Well, uh, what thing, I, I mean, just kind of elaborate at that point, and kind of was the point I was making about you know universality versus specificity is that in this room right now, what I always find you know when you hear notes from like maybe like a network or from a production company or a casting director, yeah. whatever level is at, you know, it's funny to me because you're told one thing about like you need to be able to as an Asian right to assimilate, fit in, and yeah, like yeah. play this, and that makes sense because as a professional, let's just talk about standards and acting. Yeah, 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 you should be able because that's what makes you a professional to know how that hits. Like that's yeah, yeah. layer one, right? Yeah. But then the layer two part that I think is always the most difficult for all of us is that you're told that like, you have to fit in, but you have to stick out. Yeah. And yeah. I think what's weird <laughs> about our stories is that be mysterious. For yeah. so long, we've been told our stories are like like I've been. I, I'm sure you guys have too. We're like you have something very interesting. Look at you guys' story. Like your yeah. your family's history is so interesting. It's like a it's like a spy novel. Yeah, yeah, Same thing yeah. with you, and yet. Like, okay, yeah, we don't need to hear about that. Like, that's not interesting. If you were white, oh my God, that's like an interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. story. But what's so funny to me about that is then you start doing, especially nowadays, we're like, we had to play into, okay, how does a white person see me? I am, you, me, yeah. James, we're not yeah. like delivery boy, whatever. And there honestly are people who yeah, are like, yeah, that's fine yeah, too. Sure, yeah, yeah. But we have to play into that. And then we get to that part where are we pandering to the audience? Are we speaking our truths? Are we not? And then we forget that we had that rich history of like my parents' history. Like my dad came here with nothing. Yeah, Went yeah. to Berkeley in the 70s, 60s, you know, was around all that social change. They were very much a part of that tapestry, that fabric. Yeah. And these are the things that I always find funny is because these are those stories. If you just replace my dad as a Taiwanese guy and it was a white guy, oh my God, that is a movie of the week. Yeah. Like that is, or even with your family, like yeah. living 
all these different countries. You yeah. have more flyer miles by the time you were, you know, three than most people yeah. in their whole lives, right? Right, right. But it's that, I think that's what's so fucked up about how Asians aren't looked at that. Because the more Asians that I meet, and, and also that's why I love for yeah. Izzy. Your butt's for sitting, it's not for kissing, all right? We've already, I already did that earlier, yeah. but I'm saying, that's what I loved about your movie was that <laughs> in a long time, like, and truthfully, like, Joy Luck Club was probably the first one I saw growing up. Yeah. And yeah. that was already an older movie when I was yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. until then, I, and even then, like, I mean, I still love Joy Luck Club. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not knocking it, but I'm sure a lot of people, especially Asian Americans growing up who are younger than us, might not relate to it. Yeah. Because it was a little bit more ham-fisted for a white audience. Yeah. Straight up. And as an Asian American male watching that, you're like, oh, wow, we're... Yeah, we're, we're horrible. We're, yeah, we're yeah, really yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I liked about Farizi was that, you know, this is the first time that I saw, I was able to sit and watch a movie where... Yes, if I would be lying if I didn't say because we saw, I saw it at LA yeah, Asian okay, film, yeah. so I'd be lying if I didn't say part of the reason I'm going to go see is because it's an Asian movie, so it's kind of like a food movie like for yeah. us, by us. But while watching it, I was like, dude, you know what's great? What's almost like so ironic? I was I was telling the person that I watched it with is that I I like stopped seeing them as like the shock that they were Asian characters. Like it's shocking that they're going talking about mental health and discussion. Yeah, yeah. But then I circled back to where. That's what I love about it is because they are. If that makes sense, I know. Yeah, I mean, no, I, right. I agree. Yeah, and, and I think like people who I've spoken to who've seen it, movies like that, or like even Gook, where it's like you're watching these movies yeah. where it has it it can have that dichotomy of presenting these Asian characters because this is very much in your face. Yeah, these are Asian. You need to know that they're Asian. Right. But the storytelling, the writing, and the issues that they're dealing with transcend it to the point where now it's like, but they're just people. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. And it's like I, I was very deliberate about that. And, and I think Gook could say anything in a similar way, which is, you Justin's know, story, yeah, yeah, which is like, you know, it's, it's very culturally specific, but you're not being heavy handed by commenting too much yeah. on it. Like, like, I think there, there's a very kind Andrew. of, fine, there's a very fine line between being culturally specific and too much commentary where the story becomes too much of a commentary on their it's like cultural on the soapbox, specificity. like hey yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you want you want it you don't want that soapbox or if you have that soapbox it becomes like you're white splaining to the audience well, yeah, you know, like, where it's like, worse. like yeah. even if it's not white split i'm sorry but like yeah i think sometimes for asian performers and directing then and I, I know i've said pandering over and over yeah. again but sometimes i almost feel like it's hacky because sometimes like okay it's like comedy for instance sometimes when i hear someone make an asian joke like it's funny and I'm not talking about like some of the more stereotypical, but like even Asian comedians, like they'll say something about like, oh, well, like uh, I do math. And you know, I think the ebbs and flows, like when first age, like I love Margaret Cho. When she first yeah. came out and she did her yeah. comedy routine, it was great because it was grounded different. Yeah. But then now there's a certain level where I think you see other comedians where they don't add anything to that. They just leave it at that. So it's very surface. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I, yeah, and I think, yeah, with the storytelling, I mean, it's not just the culturally specific stuff, but I think creatively, like I really do like, like it when you're not you're ex, you're you're get you're expecting the audience to catch up to you and not the like the worst thing oh, as an audience yeah, is like yeah. that you're ahead of the the, the story yeah. whereas like you almost kind of want i i don't mind it if i can't get every single thing in the movie like right. I, I have to constantly yeah. catch up like because that you know that then you kind of know that the the storyteller is trying to say something without pandering or well, they without, respect you as an they audience they respect you as an audience that, you know like you're just going to have to catch up yeah. <laughs> you know right. like well, that's what I'm saying. Well, you so know? much Asian actors, sort of, and again, not calling anybody yeah. out, but I just mean like, it's disappointing because you see it all the time. Like, as I think we're all conflicted because we want to represent, we want to support, obviously, projects that are out there. But then sometimes, let's just be honest, if we're all playing on even playing field, Asian notwithstanding, projects are not always going to be good. No. And no. then you add into the fact that 
if they're doing something where like maybe their truth is a stereotype, fine, whatever. But sometimes it isn't. You can just tell like they're just writing what they think other people want them. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and, that, that, and that's the thing is I think as Asian American filmmakers, I think it's just a, it's finding ways to, you know, execution is always going to be you know, touch and go, right? That's, you know, yeah. that's just that's just the, the 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 process. But like, you know, you you want to go into it without, you know, writing what you think or developing things that you think other people will accept, and more sort of. What is your own voice? Like, what is, that, what, yeah, express, what is it that you want to express? You want to express, and then let it be what it is. If it's weird, it's weird. If it's yeah. different, it's different. If it's if, it you, if it's authentically you know, that, not yeah, yeah, exactly. Forward. And I think yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's maybe not necessarily a formula for that sometimes, but I think as creators, we all it's like that sixth sense. You can just smell it. You yeah. just you yeah. taste it. You know. Yeah, Dan. And, sorry, Dan. Yeah. How are you doing on time? I'm totally fine. Good. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Uh, we. I just want to bring you into the conversation a little bit. I mean, do you agree that in some of the films you you watch, like sometimes you can feel like, oh, this this is made for a white audience, or this is like white explaining. Like, there are lots of those movies. I mean, if you watch Euro Trip, it's just there are certain movies that only white people can get away with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, have you seen anything Asian American recently? No. Yeah, that's You're a part shame. of the problem. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. No, but I think I think it's just that. Even I mean I think it's just demographically we're we're a little later to the game simply because of numbers like we just uh, don't you the, know the African Americans they've been I mean doing there are like, technical things that yeah yeah I mean they, and they're also I mean they are what sixteen percent or 20, yeah, yeah or more yeah sixteen yeah and we're like three we we're, used to be one percent we're six percent in America yeah well, it used, it used to be like but one, that's that's like well, all the Asians the, and the thing is yeah. is we're the fastest growing yeah. but we're starting from like what was it. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, like because 1%. Because of the exclusion acts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like we were such a small minority, just numbers wise, that, um, you know, we're, and only it's now that we're starting to get bigger and bigger as a, just as a population group that I think, you know, you're, and also just being in America, you know, in some capacity, just cultural impact. I think that's, it's just, we're just starting to only come into our own. Well, culturally, it doesn't know. help that, you know, traditionally, whether it's become something like art, Becoming fig or art becoming life, or life becoming art is that we are looked upon and maybe internalized that we should keep our heads low. Like there's no champion voice, so it's hard yeah. to speak up when you feel like there's no. And support. and also as, and I'm speaking probably for myself, but I think for a lot of people who grew up here, which is, you know, we live in the shadow of a very very large continent that has thousands of years of cultural tradition, and it's hard to kind of, when you're stuck in between. A very kind of dominant Western culture, you know, the the most dominant culture in the world right now in the, in the U.S. or you know in North America, and then on the other hand, a five thousand year old, or, or even if you're Japanese or Korean, you know, it's still a couple thousand year old, couple thousand year old, yeah, cultural tradition. You're as an Asian American, you're stuck kind of in between these two gigantic things, yeah, and you're trying to find true. your you're trying to find your voice. Like, well, I'm not really you know Korean or Chinese or Japanese, right. but I'm not really this mainstream and white you, yeah. and then you're trying to find you're just Alex you're just James. yeah and then yeah. and then you're trying to cut above the noise and that's very that is hard because you're like well you know you're you're trying to find your voice amongst these two and you find that out you know. and you find that out, I think when you were living in Hong Kong or Singapore yeah right? it's kind of yeah, like just, I'm sure like and when you're in Taiwan yeah it's, like, it's just like oh wow it becomes more pronounced right yeah and yeah then, and then you realize shit like what 
who am I really? You know, like yeah, it's no, like a Jackie yeah, Chan yeah, movie. Yeah, like yeah, who yeah, am yeah. I? Yes, because we all know of that was his magnum opus of culturally sensitive amnesia. No, but and I think that's what we're all kind of starting to figure out as creatives is we're starting to navigate that right yeah. so it's like from multiple angles whether it's like eddie huang you know you know or uh is it david cho or whatever like all, the, all the cooks david dave chang dave chang and then who's the other guy cho i can't remember his first name it, it, it's from yeah. what would he do uh, uh director truck guy as well like just Oh. All these like the food, the food movement. Oh, the guy who did Kogi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. choice. Yeah. Sorry. And so like dance dog. And so like there's yeah. all this movement of different from different parts, whether it's cuisine, where you know, with music, with film, with uh, fiction writing, with all these different aspects, and even media and media commentary. Like it's all we're all starting to figure that out. Like right. you know, like slowly, yeah. like we you know what is it as we talk about it as we discuss it as we meet more people who are Asian American and we talk about it more openly then it's kind of like well what are we can I, and, can I yeah. ask why do you think though now versus any other time because I mean it's not like it hadn't happened in the 60s and the you know I think like it's just it's also numbers it's, I think it's just that you know you we're having there is more of a um, critical mass I think the internet certainly helps to connect people like when I was growing up in the in the 80s like you know if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you don't know any other Asian people, you don't. You just you don't have a frame of reference. Whereas now, some kid growing up in suburban Indiana with no like nobody like them, whether they're Indian American, with someone else, they can connect with other people. Whether it's even Online, even seeing Facebook, other people yeah. like YouTube, you know, like just seeing amateur videos of other people like them on YouTube. Whether it's like anything from random stuff like oh math tutorials or homework yeah. tutorials or to, Rubik's cube tutorials, yeah, or <laughs> anything like mundane like that to more larger media stuff to seeing, you know, oh, so-and-so critic is, you know, a movie critic is just like me, you know, right. same, same last name as me. And so you have those cultural markers that you did not have maybe 20 years ago where mm. it was just, le- it, you don't have the media culture that we have today that, you know, like it's a swarm, right? Like, right. you know, um, and, it, it, things just go viral. Really yeah, quickly. and it, it's crazy. This is, we are growing up, this is the internet age and yeah. it's only going to get exponentially, you know, more... Uh, the world's gonna get more globalized and it's China, smaller, yeah. Yeah, and eventually, you know, and the rise of China, man. rise of China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have WeChat on my phone, yeah, so yeah. like, yeah. Um, so one thing I want to get into is like for Izzy is like you, you mentioned like specificity, right? Yeah. Uh, and let me know if this is too personal, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as the story, you mentioned that addiction is an issue with your family in, a, in Tiger's interview, and yeah, and uh, so like. First of all, for Izzy, like that was something that was percolating in your mind about five years ago. You said, right? Or yeah, I mean, it was. It wasn't really a story as much as it was just fragments of, you know, ideas of people I knew, um, of myself, yeah, experiences I had, and just like any kind of. I, I don't think I'm this that different than other writers, where, you know, you just have like, this notebook. For me, it's a virtual note. Like it's just my on my phone. On your phone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My notebook, where I'm just I'm just jotting just random stuff all day, right? Like things I see, things I remember, and then from there they become, you know, either a character sketch. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just very two dimensional, like oh, this person so and so and whatever, just like one or two traits, to it becoming more fully fleshed characters, and same thing with, you know, story ideas and scenes, and that's kind of how Farizi came about. It was just kind of Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, to get, I mean, in, in a way, it was just kind of it kind of grew from a very organic place, and it was just 
um, from these bits and from sentences. these bits and pieces. And, and the real the real motivation was writing for initially was just to write something for Jim and Elizabeth. I really wanted to work with them again, and and so that storyline of the two Elizabeth Sung and a Jim, what's Jim Lau, Jim Lau, who you worked with, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and so they they were the people that I worked that, so they're those characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. so those characters, the two those two the characters in Forizzi that they play. That storyline came first. That was the initial storyline mm-hmm. that I was I really. Oh, wanted. their love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. from spoiler, there, sorry. <laughs> and so, like, that was kind of where, that's kind of where the, the the initial seed came from. Was like, I want to write something for them, and then we, I kind of built it from there. Oh, you know. So um, the, the the DD character and the um, Jennifer Sue's character came later. Yeah. Actually. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not that much later, but it but, was. Yeah. You know the the initial inspiration would really, from my perspective, was was to to write something for Jim and Elizabeth. Wow. And then, um, and then the, it just kind of grew from there. And then, it was just a, more of a practical thing, like you know, how do I, you know, how can I shoot this for as cheap as possible? Right. Yeah. And then that kind of dictated some of the creative choices, which then was embedded in the story. So it's like, okay, well, she's a documentarian or she's a photographer. Um, Laura, played by Jennifer Sue, yeah, has autism, so you know. Uh, she's she loves to illustrate. She loves drawings. So I kind of knew, okay, there's going to be some animation if I can afford it, you know, um, and some photography and maybe a docu- and shooting it as a documentary style would allow me technically to be able to shoot it a lot cheaper because oh, for sure. yeah, yeah. what sense. you can do is like um, you're you basically free yourself from having to do a lot of lighting setups. Ah, you just use uh, found practical. light. Yeah, yeah, yeah practical, practical light, lighting yeah. and. Um, and then you can fill in the story with talking head interviews. And so like, it was kind of written from that standpoint, like, okay, how can I write a story with as minimal lighting setups as possible, <laughs> you know, and still and still tell a compelling story, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where a lot of it was just technical constraints that, that kind of dictated what the story would, would become, you know? And, and Dee Dee's character, how, that she, how did she come about? Um, I don't really, I don't really know. Yeah. Like it just kind of came just organically from just writing. Like I needed, you know, a character that was the daughter of one of, of Elizabeth, you know, of one of the parents. Because you worked with Jennifer, Jennifer Sue before, yeah, yeah. yes, and, and uh, I think was it? Yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. yeah. Yes, and so, and like, I didn't know, I, I wrote it that without knowing Michelle beforehand. I just wrote Dee Dee's character. You wrote Dee Dee's character without knowing Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And so, like, that, that was just more kind of like just story construction. It was like, okay, I, I, need, a, I need a character. You know, who's uh, I need this this other storyline with the children. You know, uh, develop this friendship, and then the Dee Dee character was kind of like, okay, how do I? I gotta say, their friendship is so cute. Yeah, I love that. And then, and then so I was cute. trying to juxtapose, like you know, like just writing. It's like, okay, how do I make them so that they're, you know, they have something that they connect with, but that they're also different enough they're not the same character. You know, just it was just story construction, and then, you know, adding, obviously, just not deliberately or consciously, but. You know, you just you add your personal sort of emotions or stories or you know uh, characters. Are you are you a drug addict? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean, I, I've, had, I've had I've had it. Like I I have struggled with it. So you so you, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. See, in interviews, this was always the glaring hole for me in your interviews was that you say it's in your family, but I was like, 
I wonder. I've, it is in my family as well. I I, I don't want to because it's it's you not don't my have to say, yeah, it's not yeah. my place to say. No, yeah, not yeah. yeah. I don't want to pry too um, much, but I'm curious. I'll say it off. I'll say it off the air. Yeah, you can like, tell me off camera, but like yeah. So. But also for me personally, yes. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, Was this your investment banking years or? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, well. I don't. I don't want to like write off addic- like any kind of addiction, but you know, I was a cigarette smoker for a long time. Sure. So that's technically. Um, I've struggled with alcohol, um, oh. and so uh, and then alcoholism runs in my family as well. So I mean, oh. it's it's one of those things where I I know it unfortunately too well, and also I um, I've had friends who you know uh, who've. Sorry if that was so too direct. Oh no no no, <laughs> no 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 no! But but it's um it's just something I kind of know. So your and, friends. Yeah. You, I mean, come on. We're in LA. I mean, yeah, cocaine's yeah, yeah. everywhere. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of perk it's, it's up like right down. It's like a little criminal. Well, I mean, it's, it's like right over yeah, across yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I'd like, like to add is just someone who, you know, since we've seen the film, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again, your butts for sins and not for kissing, but uh, seeing the portrayal of not only Michelle's character and, and you know, Sue's character there is that you had a mental health aspect of the film, both in the addiction and honestly just from you know, autism from, and and, you know, mental handicaps, whatnot. I think that was just so crazy that we could see that on film because, I mean, there's a billion of us, right? There's bound to be these issues in our, they're not issues, they're real life things that everybody talks about, but it's such a stigma in Asian culture, Chinese culture, right? And and just like in this room, like, I I know people, I've had that effect, you know, different, like I, I'm addicted to tacos, but yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to make life, but I'm saying like, but the truth is, is that like, I think we look at a lot of our culture, we look at China, addicted to opium for, yeah, yeah, it destroyed yeah, the yeah, nation, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, and yeah. Well, to, that was because of the British. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, the, the pure fact is, is that I think Asian culture, not just Chinese, Japanese, Korean, we've always looked at these problems and they're major problems as not only, you know, shame, right? Which I mean, every culture can look at them yeah, as quote unquote yeah, shame, yeah. but as these things that like, the approach to fix them is either by like loving them more or or somehow like it's not that there's a glaring issue that needs to be addressed. It's more of like let's sweep it under the rug yeah. by and food or this or yeah, that. And, yeah, and that yeah. was the first time I've seen Asian characters portray – and that's what I was kind of saying about how you, at first you see them as Asian characters, at least for me. Then you see them as just people and that was the beauty of it was that like it's hard not to look at like that character and be like, oh, well, it's weird because it's like seeing an Asian person play someone with like autism – it seems like they're really playing yeah. into it, but then you realize I know people who were just there's, like yeah, that. There's Asian people with autism. Yeah, yeah. And statistical yeah, yeah, like yeah. certainty. The same yeah, thing yeah. with the, the addiction. Yeah, you know? and and I think it's just a big part. I mean, but having that representation, I, you know, I think part of it's just. I mean, it's how I felt growing up. Is you know, um, is that whole feeling of, you know, it's the, the whole model minority, and it's not even model minority because it's also an Asian culture, and they're not a minority in yeah. Asia. But it's more this this idea of, you know you're made to feel like everything's aspirational growing up. So yeah. like, oh, you know, so-and-so, remember your cousin, blah, blah, blah. He's at Harvard now. And you're always, oh, made, to feel, yeah, you're always yeah. made to feel like a loser. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like everybody else seems to be doing better than you or than your family or so-and-so's family is more well-off than your loser dad or whatever. You know, you're, you're always kind of made to feel it's such a competitive like war of appearances, yeah. you know, a face Keeping you up know, with keeping the, up appearances, keeping and, up with the chains. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> no, it is, and this whole face issue, and it happens both in Asian American, in our Asian American communities, and in Asia, yeah. whether yeah. it's Taiwan or China, and it's, it's this whole thing where, you, it's, the outer appearance is always like, everything has to be aspirational, everything has to be like, oh, everybody's so successful, and then you 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 know that, 
wait, I feel like such a loser. Oh, and then, yeah. and then, but you know that, wait, Where's so that does everybody from? else yeah. too, right? Because every, this, there's this culture of, oh, you know, somebody else is doing better than you. And when and does I, it stop? Yeah. Like, and then I think it? part of the, part of the creative thing with, for Izzy and for, I think for a lot of the storytelling I try to do with Asian American characters or just Asian characters or Asian storylines is almost like unconsciously trying to go against that. Sort of Interesting. Like, hey, wait. Ah. You know, like, yeah, like I don't want to, yeah. Cause you know? I don't, you know, like, it's like, well, it's okay for us to be, you know, to feel, to have these problems or to feel it's okay to be not perfect, no, I, I, you I, know, I, I, because there is that, I mean, there's a reason why there's such a high suicide rate in Japan and Korea, yeah. you know, right. it's like there is this pressure, this, cooker. this pressure cooker of this unattainable aspirational thing that everybody seems, you know, a slave to, and yet it's made everybody, it's almost like the social, you know, the social media you know, disease, right? It's like yeah. everybody's made to feel like a loser because everybody else seems to be so much oh, better. I want to bring Dan into this real quick because yeah. he has kids. Dan, Dan, you still there? Yeah. Um, is yeah. that something that you're, as a parent, are you conscious of when you're raising your kids? Like as far as like comparing them to other, I mean, your kids are pretty young. They're like, yeah, five. So yeah, but yeah, but your when your 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 oldest is gonna be starting kindergarten soon, so. Is that something that you are conscious of, or like you try to? I mean, do you do you praise your son? Like, a simple question: Do you praise your son often, or? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that my wife pointed out to me a long time ago, or very early on. I I'm so accustomed to doing this guilt thing yeah. that I stopped doing it. It's just like ingrained to you, because like, that's how I was raised. You know, everyone does it, make you feel bad about like not doing certain things. And then I, I caught myself. My, my wife pointed it out to me, so I, I tried to correct it. And then I see my dad, how he interacts with my son and whatever. I was like, you, you got to stop. And I have to, like, stop him from doing it. Like, what, what, can you elaborate what you mean by this? I, I, we, I think we all understand. Yeah, yeah. But for the viewer that does not understand, what you mean by this guilt thing? Well, I, I mean, he was, I think, it was, he was, like, maybe four or three. And we were at... at dinner at the restaurant my, my son was just eating you know making a mess he's on he was a little kid my dad goes you're so smart you should be you should eat cleaner than this oh. and this when after, whenever you I think it's that the whole thing is when you start off with you should or you gotta it, it just like starts making you you aware of like oh I gotta stop yeah or what what, do you, what would other people think way. that's hard you know Right, it's like mince, right? It's like yeah. you know, you want to keep face in front of. You, there's this, there's this always this invisible observer. Yeah. What would have, what would the other what would other people think? What would other well, people think? Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's so difficult about Asian culture versus Western, especially assimilating here, is like there is a very don't give a shit about other people's thoughts, or sometimes even that's about. That's kind of another extreme. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But I mean, I, I think to be fair, there's something very great about that because look at most ways i think even in the asian culture there's people who've changed things who they didn't give a fuck yeah and you can hate them for that like oh he's so bad because male gay will means or like yeah. didn't stick to tradition but those are the people who get ahead yeah. and i think what's interesting about kind of what we're talking about here especially with like social media our stories i think what's so funny is that there's so many not funny but tragic is that growing up i've been told so many times like if you know your parents story your story in, in yeah, general yeah. is interesting yours is interesting and they're also kind of extreme they're not like you know, and I'm not trying to disregard or dis, you know, uh, dismiss any other person's immigrant story, but there's a lot of ones just like, oh, they came here for this thing, that's yeah, about yeah. it. There was, there was struggle, but it wasn't like a political or, you know, war-torn. And 
I think there's so many of us that we've been told our stories don't matter, they don't make sense, they're too foreign for anybody to understand, but high art transcends any of it. That's the reason why you, me, or anybody else could watch a movie like The Godfather. We, I mean, we've never, I'm never going to be an Italian crime no, yeah. boss. That's an immigrant story. Yeah, but we can yeah. we relate to, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's funny, again, kind of bringing the social media aspect of it, is like nowadays when I hear younger millennials, especially maybe non-Asians, talk about like, well, you don't know what it's like. I'm growing up with this like feeling of being compared. I'm like, welcome to my world. Yeah. Like, welcome no, and, and to China, China, And that's you know? the thing. It's like maybe it's like the whole social media, you know, when people talk about, oh, there's a whole notion about in social media saying, oh, don't compare your life to somebody else's highlights yeah. on yeah. social media. And like, and then you're like, well, that's kind of what we've experienced as Asians yeah. growing up. <laughs> so again, yeah, so we're ahead of our so time. Like, you maybe know? what people are experiencing in the general sort of culture now yeah. in social media is kind of like, well, they now they kind of know what we've what you know what yeah. we've kind of dealt with, you know, and it's almost like, um, uh, and and I think that's kind of it's interesting because like, but maybe in some thing, ways, yeah, like maybe that's why our stories can relate to people well, because think, of that. Very the, well, thing, the irony you know, of that though is I still feel like we're being dismissed, right? We're still yeah. like I, I mean I'm sure we get it all the time, but like there's still times where, again, it's kind of though I'm not trying to you know hark against the white man whatever, but like there are all those moments where like let's say food for example like. Korean barbecue isn't cool until yeah. a white guy likes it. But, like, right. guess what? It's just grilling meats on a yeah, grill. Like, right. everybody can relate to it. Every culture yeah. has that. Or, like, pho. Like, that yeah. white guy telling yeah. us how to eat pho. I'm yeah. like, what Yeah, it's the like, fuck? oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> please tell, please explain to me a thousand year old tradition. Like, apparently, that you just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I always joke that whenever I meet, like, a white person, they're using chopsticks, you know? And they're, like, all in my face. I'm like, check it out. Like, I'm like, oh, great. You can do something mildly adequately that billions of Chinese – let me show you how to use <laughs> yeah. a fork. Isn't this amazing that, like – Yeah. But well, yeah, it's part, yeah, and I think it's, like it, – it's, it's partly it's that they – you know, for some reason um, we get dis- – you know, our culture traditionally gets more dismissed simply because, well, A, there's less of us, you know, to defend ourselves. Yeah. Um, until recently, um, and 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 the fact that I think, you know, it's almost like they need an outlet for their racism because they yeah. can't be racist, you against know, against black, black people. people. Yeah. So like, well, we can't be racist against it, so let's just turn our you know direction I mean, to somewhere else. You remember or, when Jeremy Lin was really high? Like there was like you know there are there's this article like chink in the armor or something yeah, like that, and, and like, it's like what and, the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah, it's just like oh wow, you can be casually racist to Asian people and. You'll be fine, yeah, or like, yeah. or you can try to get away with it, uh, but with and, pro- and, yeah. yeah, and I think it's also, I mean, part of it is also the mi- model minority myth, which is like, oh, but you guys are smarter than us, and you guys, you know, make more money than us, so it's okay. It's you okay, know? Uh, yeah. Or like, or the fact that they, you know, um, oh, you know, we didn't experience the same amount of oppression that black people have or that other people have, uh, and therefore, you know, you're trying you're, to quantify suffering. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh, you're yeah. white adjacent, you know, like you're kind of, you know, white, and like, oh god. And, like, uh, and if we're more allies in it than we are, yeah. I guess, quote unquote, enemies. I'm not saying we are enemies, no. but you know, but I hear that a lot, especially even like with African American culture, which I, I find very surprising. Is not surprising. Cause I understand where it comes from, like historically and socially, but. I remember someone was talking to me the other day about how, as an Asian, there's so much anti-blackness. And, I, I mean, I don't subscribe to that, obviously. Yeah. But I understand, you know, especially in Los Angeles, because of the conflict of Koreatowns and, and all, you know, Rodney King writes all that stuff. But, like, it was weird because I had an Asian person kind of basically tell me, like, you need to apologize for that. And, and again, I didn't say it. It wasn't like yeah, it was predicated yeah, yeah. on me saying but I was literally just hearing someone talk about it. And they're saying, as Asians, we need to be apologetic about that and I was like and I told him I was like I understand like I, I agree that like 
the ones who are racist toward this aspect, yeah, you should. Like, you should be more understanding. But it was odd that it came down to everything that was wrong within that culture was our fault. Yeah, yeah. And when we discussed it, I was like, well, look, again, I was just trying to make this point that I think we're more allies than we are, like, enemies. I mean, there's yeah, obviously yeah. conflicts that we have, but, like, you look at Malcolm X, his right-hand man was a Japanese, a right-hand woman was a Japanese right, woman. Right, right, yeah, yeah. The, the Black Panthers had the Red Guard that helped them. Like, they're Asian Black Panthers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it's so funny that there was this divide that continues that's like, we have to divide because, end of the day, they just didn't, like, they didn't want... I guess their suffering to seem any less than ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understood that. But I'm not going to try to argue with him with that. Yeah. But it, it was it's sad, I think, because it's well, like it's we're just dividing ourselves. After 2016, I think it's kind hey. of like yeah. pushed everybody towards like, yeah. you know, okay, well, you know, I guess, you know, like we have a common We shouldn't be, again, common adversary. We shouldn't be, you know. Yeah, we shouldn't down. be like, oh, if you get ahead, then I'm Yeah, Because yeah, 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 yeah. then I was like, I was like well, because they were saying, um, you know, Koreans... Uh, and I'm not again. I'm not saying this. I don't want to keep having to preface myself. But they were saying like, well, Koreans, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the word uh, where you take someone else's culture? I don't know. I'm oh, like appropriate. appropriate. appropriate yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. To be fair, because like, you know, like, look at this. It was, that was the rise of uh, Rich Chiga, the rapper. And again, I can understand his name. And he's not Korean, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. like he's appropriating hip hop culture. And I was yeah, like. Yeah. Well, what about the Wu Tang Clan? I was yeah. like, I was like, that doesn't count. I'm like, the Wu Tang, like especially Kung Fu, that's a religious sect, man. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah, me yeah. just being like, I am yeah. Jesus, I am Chinese yeah, Jesus. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure people would, you know, right. And he yeah. changed Rich Rich Chicken did change his name, like to Rich, Rich Brian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or how uh, about you know people like just non Asian people having like Chinese character tattoos? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Like, you have, like, a, like a letter A on your arm, <laughs> you know, like yeah, like um, you know, it's so yeah. But well, I, Jeremy I think I, went through that. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, he called out his face about it. But I do think it's like, I think it's changing simply because of after 2016. I think yeah. it's kind of made everybody go. You know what? We're on the same side now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is and again, that side and there is our side. And again, uh, to be perfectly no. fair, like I, I'm not dismissing their points because a lot of no, them also. I, yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. I say they, I don't mean one specific minority, yeah, yeah, but like, like there are very valid points. Like I can, I will not try to sit here ever. Same thing as I would hope someone would do that for us, right? Totally. There's things that you, me, we've all yeah, gone yeah, through yeah, that yeah. even as Asians that maybe aren't the same. And and if you don't agree with them, cool. Like yeah. that's cool because like I. I'm not trying to trade, but like yeah. just the fact of having the compassion and human empathy yeah. to understand yeah. that someone has it different than I do. And me, just because I didn't go through it, and this sounds so dumb, but you know who I always thought put it the best? Fucking Urkel. There was a family matters, and again, this is about religion, which is a whole other subject, but like someone kept trying to change like Urkel's, I think, point of view on God. And he made this one analogy. I was like, dude, that fits for so many things. And she's like, someone was like, I think it was Urkel's dad was trying to convince him there's no God, right? Because he's like a smart scientist and like, he was hanging out with Carl and going to church. Anyway, now I'm just talking about family matters. But the whole thing. Great show, that, by the way. He was like, why do you, uh, what is your argument as a man of science to that? And he's like, well, I've never seen, I, I asked my dad, like, he goes, Urkel, you've never seen God. There's no scientific proof. Well, how do you know he exists? And he's like, well, dad, have you ever seen a million dollars? And he's like, well, no. He's like, but you know it exists. And I was like, oh, Urkel. Like, and again, I'm not saying I'm, I'm backing Urkel's religious beliefs or anything, yeah. but I'm just saying like, sometimes I feel like with race, it's the same thing. It's like, I haven't, I've never seen $1 million in person, right? Yeah. Like in a briefcase or whatever. I know it fucking exists. Yeah, yeah. I've never maybe seen this type of racism on top of me. And I mean, we've all seen racism, of course. Yeah. But I know it exists. Yeah, yeah. So there's no point in me to try to be like, well, fuck you, because it doesn't exist yeah, as much yeah, as mine yeah, yeah. exists. Like, no, like, we're all in this fucking yeah, game. Yeah. So, I, 
to finish off like I, this this four Izzy segment, yeah. I guess I I'm just so it was you compiled it from these notes and you the original inspiration was for Jim's character and uh, for 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 the actors Jim and Elizabeth uh, Jim and together, Elizabeth, yeah. yeah, and working through that film, what's what I found interesting is that it was very collaborative as far as the writing aspect too because you you gave uh you gave Michelle and. Jennifer, who, who both have producing credits as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and also Elizabeth and Jim, like a lot of freedom in the rehearsal stage and in changing the lines, which I found like as a writer director, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that, yeah. but like, I think no, I think it shows on. I mean, Tiger, would you agree? Like, it shows on yeah. film, yeah. I mean, like, I'll be honest. I um, after seeing, I, I didn't know as much about, especially uh, Jennifer and Michelle, because I know Elizabeth and Jim had talked about yeah, it, yeah. so I saw that part. But I mean. I'll be honest. I don't really have a huge amount of opinions there because I didn't yeah. know their aspect of it. But right. with uh, Elizabeth and Jim and Elizabeth, rest in peace. Rest in peace. She, yeah. you definitely felt like again the authenticity was there. It didn't feel like it was something that was forced upon the actors or the audience that this is like, hey, we're making this uh, a drama about these things. It was. It, I felt like it because you let them do that. It unfolded naturally. Yeah. No. And th- that was. I mean, that was part of the process. And like, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't a hundred percent improv. I don't, you know, for most projects, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's not. I think it's yeah. more kind of like when I what what it means by collaborative is, I still wrote the script, it's still scripted. Yeah, of course. But yeah. the script, but what is scripted is also a byproduct of the rehearsal process. Of right. Like, you're like working, yeah, you're working through the scenes, and then I will come up with a, I will come up with a version of the script. Yeah. We'd read through it, and they go, I don't like that line. Maybe this change this line. Blah blah blah, and then. I'll either change it or disagree with them or whatever, <laughs> but like it's still that process of a back and forth. And then, especially with Jim and Elizabeth, they really uh, worked with me on that relationship part because I'm not of that generation or of that yeah. age. Yeah. And so there are certain things that I did pull back where you know I was definitely the early early drafts. That relationship felt the romantic part of it felt a lot more modern uh. than it would be. And then they would tell me. No, they, these two they would not, they do, would not that. do it. And I did yeah, love that about it. It was cute. Yeah, yeah. And, and then dudes. oh yeah, yeah. And like the, the 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 cultural references. Yeah, to like yeah, yeah. And the, sh- um, Hong Kong. Yeah, music that was scene. that was all that was all Jim and I'm Elizabeth. I'm like, oh damn. You know, this I, is some I I gave shit. them sort of like I basically put in brackets like, okay, here's some basic like dialogue, sort of like here's the like you know the tent poles or the, the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, or here's the the basic beats or the markers or yeah. here's certain the the one line and then. I'll have in brackets something cultural about songs, or something. <laughs> and then I would have Jim and Elizabeth help me out fill that in. And oh, then, that's great! Yeah. So the, it was it's kind of a mix of both. And then um, and yeah, and they they and they 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 said something. I think it was Elizabeth that said it, which was very kind of poignant. Which was especially you know spoiler when they do get it together in the end, or when they actually develop this this romance. It's like you know they don't have to be demonstrative about their physicality, right? Because right. they're at a certain age where they don't care, you know. Like they just they, they don't like they don't care like they don't need to they don't need to be performative of their romance right. in a way that a young couple does because they're at an age where it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like they, yeah. They, they, they've been audience. yeah they've they've had that experience. They don't need to do that. They're comfortable. Like the lovey dovey like PDA yeah stuff. Okay, yeah, they don't yeah. need to they don't need to show that to each other because they're of at a certain age where they've gone through that cycle. Or they don't need to do that. Ah. They, they know already whether they're interested in one and they don't need to prove anything. Right, right, right. And that was kind of very insane. I'm like, oh, okay. And that was basically based on some, you know, like if I were, they were saying if we were, if I were at that age and yeah. I was single and I was met somebody, this is what would happen. And so like, yeah. they really gave me a lot of insight, not just to the script, but also to that kind of relationship 
at that age, you know, that I just don't obviously don't have experience <laughs> for that yet, you know? Well, I think as an audience too, what's cool about it is like, I think we all have this disconnect from our parents and our old country, the generation before. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes being able to like see these people as like, because like sometimes when I hear about how my mom and my dad were, because you know, even the generation before sometimes maybe seems more innocent or whatever. Yeah. I think it's very hard to picture, especially Asian cultures, like sexual beings or or just love they, they, they or were whatever. they were young and stupid ones too. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and again, especially not, Elizabeth's character. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And it was very, I think, so cool to see that where it's like, I don't even know where to begin if like to ask because it's also awkward, right? Like to ask an older and I'm not saying yeah. about like, sexual relationships. I just meant more of like people like relationships, right? Yeah. Like, what was it like dating? Because one, there's a huge gap between what we feel now and what they did, but seeing it on screen was really good because I, I felt like I was watching, like, I was like a history lesson, like learning about my yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you made another point in, a, in our podcast, Tiger, about uh, how Elizabeth's character, uh, Anna, right? Yeah. She, she expresses to oh, Didi, yeah, that was good, yeah. yeah, like, you know, why, when I see you fail, it hurts me, you know? Yeah, 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 because, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of myself. Yeah, you know? yeah. it should hit so hard. Yeah, and I so, fucking started crying. I can't, I can't. I can't watch the movie. Yeah, because of Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, and that's really, uh, you know, that again. That was, you know, I, I talked about this in New York uh, last week, where, um, you know, with Elizabeth, it's it's really, it's hard because, you know, when you're writing. When you're directing, the relation between a director and, a, and an actor sometimes can be very personal, right? Like, especially when you're dealing with very, like, personal issues and, and the characters, very, you know, like, you're just dealing with very, very kind of intimate personal stuff to a point where, you know, you, you get to know somebody in a way that you don't really, you know, I'm sure you, you I don't know if you've experienced this, you know, on, on projects where, you know, there's a lot of unspoken stuff but very personal, but then there's a certain connection that you have with your director in a way that is that you don't necessarily have in real life, you know, huh. um, okay. because it's because you're dealing with stuff that you don't talk, you don't want to talk about with yeah. your loved ones or like, you know, certain vulnerable things or very personal things or whatever fears that you, you know, deep seated private fears. stuff. Yeah. yeah, very private stuff. And I think, you know, I had that with Elizabeth, you know, we talked a lot about stuff with her mm. character and what, yeah. you know, what she, what Elizabeth had gone through, what I had gone through. And, and some of it was also very unspoken. It's like certain scenes like, yep, I, we know, I know what that is. And we don't, you don't, you know, have, to talk about you don't have to elaborate. Yeah. 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 And then, and she knows exactly what I'm, what I, what I'm, where I'm going. And, she, and we, and I, and I know that she knows and she knows that I know and there's that weird sort of connection and yeah. you know because like when, when she said that and, and, and that was something the moment I was because Tiger brought up that, that moment so I was looking for it and I hit, when I saw it I was like oh oh you know like yeah, uh, yeah. it's cause it's kind of that it, it, it's a kind of compassion actually it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a form of compassion for our parents <laughs> or the older generation it's like oh that that they're that, scared. They're, that their feeling of that that constant feeling of not being good enough for them, or the, the feeling that I have of like not ever living up to my dad's eyes, or something like that. It's it's actually you know what? In, it, maybe it's like a neurosis that they inherited from their my grandparent, my their parents, but it's it's their 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 own way fucked up way of showing love. <laughs> you know? No, but but it's also <laughs> like it's also like when you talk to like you may not you may not ever get the truth from <clears throat> your very own parents by asking them. But if you ask somebody else's parents, yeah, or you ask your your you know you ask your friends who are parents, you know, uh, 
some of the some how the you know how the, the fears they have or the insecurities they have about being a parent. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it is it's like you know the there's no handbook for how to be a parent and so right. like you're trying to figure it out as you go and sometimes you're like I don't know if I'm you know if I'm being a good enough dad or being a good enough mom or whatever oh. like you just you know and then sometimes if a, if a kid fails you do kind of feel like you know that's part of even with the, the whole Asian American experience it's like you know your kid's failure is feels like your own failure you know oh. that's maybe why they, they are can be so neurotic and demanding is because it's not that they're being unreasonable to you because they're being draconians because when you don't when you fail out of that course, they feel they failed as well because uh, they weren't, you know, and it's, it hurts them. It's because they've put so much of their, their hopes and dreams and livelihood into you. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. you think, and that's kind of like, I think Hassan Minaj mentioned in his, in his homecoming King. Or, yeah. It was yeah. such a poignant thing because it was like, it, it's so much of our parents experience where, you know, you, when you really think about it, you know, they uprooted from a complete, you know, from yeah. what they've known to move to this completely new alien culture, not speaking a single, like a lick of whatever the, the local language that they're yeah. in, and having to kind of start over. Right. You know, and and so where are they going to put all their inspiration, hopes, and dreams into their offspring because they've given up their own dreams in a way. That's <sighs> kind of, and when you think about it that way, you go, wow, then you can, it's you have so much more compassion for, mm. you know, though that unreasonable dad who's you know like <laughs> because you go oh my god that's so sad because he's yeah. given up he could have been a radio announcer he could have been a tv star in in korea but gave that up to be a taxi cab driver yeah. because for whatever reason you know and um and then when you think of it that way it's, it is then you go wow you know you it's you see a... you almost kind of see your own parents or those immigrant parents as heroes in a way, yeah. as opposed to just oh, they're the unreasonable people, model minority bullshit. Like they're they're, yeah. no, in many ways they're your, they're heroes because of what they've given up. And they're so human. They're yeah. so human. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I mean, and kind of to uh, go on your point, human and, and your heroes is that in that film as well. Um, I I don't want to speak in such hyperbolic or whatever, yeah. but that point, that scene, what Elizabeth says, I just don't think I had heard that really before, and it felt like. Almost like as, knowing how I knew Elizabeth, and we should probably you know get a little bit to that, yeah, yeah. but yeah. she she was like a mom to a lot of Asian actors. Yep. Yeah, she's yeah. a pioneer. She's been in everything uh, that is especially poignant for Asian Americans. She's a pioneer. Yeah, but I just felt like while watching that, it's like it was like a almost like a I'm sorry to like Asian audiences from that generation, not just from like Alex Chu. I, I mean, again, yeah, I'm not yeah, to speak yeah, for no, you, yeah, but no. as a director, but like yeah. it felt like. She also understood the gravity of what she went through. I'm sure her parents told her, you know. Yeah. And I guess what was so remarkable was that, like, you know, you look in the audience, there was not a dry eye. Like, there was yeah. even white people are crying, but like, there's so many. <laughs> well, but the reason I think it's important is because I think like in Western culture, they've already come to this terms of like, look, like my like sins of the father, like our our sons and daughters will become who we are unless we teach them differently and and yeah. not just teach them differently but also show them that it's okay and for yeah. us we don't have that and the humanizing aspect of the heroes and watching that happen like when you talk about risks right i think all asians um this is generalizing but a lot of us asians have this feeling of like not only are our parents like every group of people that our parents are these heroes because when you're young you don't know any better yeah but if you strip that away that the, you know when you see that they're not batman or superman but you look at their struggles like our parents came from a war-torn country, yeah, yeah, yeah. made it here, and they were able to do all these things. Why the fuck can't I pass geology? Or you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. why the fuck I can't pass this math class? And you only see this idea that like 
they were always had the sixth sense of picking the right thing to do to succeed. And even yeah, when they yeah, failed, yeah. they were able to do it. And you never understood like that compassion. I think for a lot of us, we always wanted that compassion for our mom or dad. Cause you know, we might even know that they had failures. Yeah. Just to be like, hey mom, like, hey dad, like I, I'm not failing cause I'm not trying. I'm not failing cause I'm a piece of shit. I'm failing because right now in my life, this is where I need to fail. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, there's a sense of like guilt that transcending or overcoming the sense of guilt because, you know, uh, depending on the, obviously the family, but there's certain families that did come from, you know, tremendous struggle, whether they're Vietnamese, you know, coming from the war. Yeah, even as a kid, you you will know, like you can instinctively know, oh, my my parents went through some serious shit to get Mm -hmm. here. And there is that, as you said, that weight on you where like, well, you know, they escaped a war. Why can't I pass this math class? And then you and then you beat yourself up for it sometimes in a way that even your parents may not necessarily be expecting that of you, but then you put sometimes I've and I've seen this among some Asian Americans where they put the burden on themselves in a uh, way that yeah, we were you know in yeah. a way where they go, Oh, but you know, my, my my parents, you know, were so courageous to give up so much. It's like, yes, but they don't want to see you they, they didn't come to this country so that you can be profoundly unhappy. Well, and, do you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and, to right. be, and to be profoundly depressed and guilty. If they, if only they knew how guilty and depressed they were, they would be heartbroken. That's the real tragedy. Exactly. And, then, right. and that's, that's the why tragedy. you can't express yeah. it. I think the other like yeah. insidious part of that, right? The danger of that is that when you look at your parents, right, and their failures or their struggles, it's we look at it as such like on a pedestal, like oh my god, like they were so brave to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to have risked, right? Yeah, yeah. So I cannot. Be brave to risk, and that's why yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. irony is that, like, I look at my mom, and I, I actually after I saw you move, I talked to my mom and my dad about it. So I had an issue. I had an, an incident. When I told James last time on the podcast. And I won't get into it now, but yeah. like, I looked at my dad, and I mean, he's had a lot of successes, but he's also had a lot of failures. Yeah. But it's funny when I look at it, I don't look at the failures as these like defining moments where like, no, it, it washes away the yeah, yeah. the good, right? But I think as a son. I look at all my failures as that. Where anything maybe that I could have been quote unquote proud of, and you know, a lot of times because Asian families don't express it. Yeah. I, I only feel sometimes when my, my parents look at me, they can only see me as failures. Even if like I did something great or bad yeah, or whatever, yeah, like yeah, I can yeah. only see that. And, and to be fair, some Asian parents do that, right? Because yeah, yeah. that's how they're conditioned. And you start to feeling like I'm not like my dad, I'm not like my mom. Why don't I have those guts that they did? Yeah, but yeah. in the reality of it, like as filmmakers, as yeah, yeah. artists here, those same risks that they took to come to this country. Now again, maybe like we're not dodging bullets in the rice no. paddy, but it still takes that risk. Like, and that's what, like, kind of like you were saying earlier about how, when you talked to your parents about uh, the boarding school of marijuana, if anything, you probably were closer to them because now that you're like, look, I'm descendants of people who <laughs> rallied against the you know, raging yeah, yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. So it's more than it makes more sense that I'm yeah, like yeah. this now versus not. And I think for Izzy hit that because like I yeah. watched that, and I was like, I, I think about my mom, right? who was a woman who came from, you know, great family, did really well, and then she had her failures, right? And not by her cause, but I know for us, like, she's always wanted us vicariously to succeed. And the moments that you didn't, like, good example, like you were just saying about how uh, maybe your friend's parents would say something. I think we've all had that moment where sometimes, I mean, just something simple if my mom could say, like, hey, you know, I, and she does. I'm not saying, my, my mom's not a bad person. Man. My mom's an awesome yeah. person, great hero. But... That those little things like, hey, I love you, or hey, like, yep. I'm really proud of you, right? If you don't get that sometimes, it's just such a, no matter what, like, and then, you know, you know that they love you because they're doing all these, yeah, like, yeah, working yeah. extra hours, but, like, hearing how my mom has told her friends about me, 
versus how she's told me directly about me, yeah, right? Yeah. I remember I was talking to one of my mom's friends and they knew they knew all these different things that I had done. Like the plays that where I was in that my mom yeah, didn't yeah. go in death form. But like hearing that, I'm like hearing it from their word. And, and again, Chinese culture, I think there's also that feeling of like Tamzai Pai Ma Like they're being yeah. respectful. Like they don't really see you, but they they actually do, you know? Although I think it's also it's it's a generational them. thing as well in the sense that are you is your are your parents' grandparents yet? No, thank God. Okay. Thank God. But it's actually part of them for Izzy. That's partly why Elizabeth's character was able to uh, I wrote this purposely in there, is that you know, it's the truth that at least the truth that I know of it, which is, you know, the reason why her character was able to express what she was able to express, all the fears, all the stuff that, you know, caused all the tear jerking and all that is because she became a grandmother, oh. you know, by and the I point see, that interview took place. Yes. Yeah. Right, and I right. think you see that, I think you see that it's not just an Asian thing. I think you see parents transform when they become grandparents, it doesn't matter mm. what culture, mm. and that it, you know, you to the person to that you talk to anybody where you know a parent becomes a grandparent, um, they they change. Yeah, you know, particularly the men. But a grandfather. Uh, I can't hear me. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, like the the when you become a grand is your is your is your father grand? No, I was yet? very close to my grandfather. He okay. helped raise me. So. And I bet you your he... I bet you your grandfather was not. The same person when he was just a father to your father or to your he mom. was like like a samurai super disciplinary yeah. with my father mm. and when i was born oh yeah. no and I, and, yeah, I, and, yeah. and, I, and i think it's because when when you it's for some reason when you have that when you become that grandparent your relationship changes with your own kids in mm. a way and, and it's just it's i don't know what it is it doesn't happen to every single family obviously but i think it 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 kind of gives you a certain perspective and that you know as a grandparent you're you're more um i think you just you feel more at ease being able to uh communicate do you think it's a relatability or something that now that your son has a kid knows what you're struggling i don't know but i just think it's 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 just it's a wake-up call i've seen it with my own parents i think it's mortality too yeah no it is and i think my i've seen i've seen my own parents transform yeah you know uh literally overnight when when my brother uh had children you know my sister-in-law had children they 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 um you know they were always relatively uh you know expressive but i think now they're just much more direct about you know how they feel about me how they feel about my brother and you know just stuff like you know where like the typical asian parents like they would talk to everybody else about how proud they are of you except you (laughs) you know they would boast about you to other people they basically would express their love their profound undying love and pride and how much they love you to everybody in the else in the world who it should matter to yeah except for the person but until they become grandparents you know you'll see more that hopefully but at least in my experience, that does start to come around. Dan, uh, are you still Dan? Yeah. Uh, is that true for you? Have, have you seen your your father become more expressive to you or more direct with you since since your sons were born? No. <laughs> well, well no. I mean, I guess, to right? each their own, right? But no, no. No, he yeah. he's still the same old. I mean, how about your mom though? No. No, it's the same old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I guess you, we've talked about this already before, Dan, but like you personally have had a profound change, I think, in, in your life since your kids were born, obviously. Well, everybody reacts differently, right? So, 
Yeah, for me, it was pretty good. Oh, uh, you, it was a change for the better. You think? Were you like? You felt like you were more. You're you're more giving now. You think? Um, yeah, to a certain extent, but it's it's not. It's it's different. I mean, from when we're talking about generational differences and the way people were raised pre- previous to us, and um, my generation is is kind of like a a little bit different. I think it'll be different when you guys have kids. You'll you'll see. It yeah. is growing up Asian American or Asian Canadian, or it's going to be different. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. you're, gonna, you're you're Asian American. You were born in the states, so then your kids are what the third, third generation. generation? So yeah. so yeah, I'm always like, what's the generation gap there? I guess I, I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't really tell yet because your kids are so young. But uh, I mean, is that something you ever wonder about? Yeah, because they're the gonna be more is... divorced from the culture. Like you still speak, you know, a little bit of Chinese and you speak Japanese, right? So I mean, they're... you have you not met like third and fourth generation Asian Americans? I have. They're like. They don't. Yeah, they're, they're different. They're different. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole topic. I think, that, Vern. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. But and your your brother's kids. You, about, how old are they? They're mixed. So they're they're half half white, half mm-hmm. Asian, and so they're even going to be even less. You know, removed uh, from them. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. even more removed. And I think it's, I don't know. I mean, the the whole grandparent thing. I think it's, it's what I've seen in other people, not just my own parents, but, you know, you, you, I've seen it with you know friends of mine who are LGBTQ. And seeing even not of course not all parents, but seeing how their own parents' views change when they have children, adopt children, or have children as well, and yeah. to see them come around to their own kids' sexuality, mm. you know, or you know the classic case of you know a mixed marriage, you know, like uh, you know uh, the the husband and wife or the you know the two spouses are from different cultures or different races or different religions, yeah, and how the the respective parents are disapproving, and then once the grandchildren come. You know their their views on the marriage and on their you know mm. also start to evolve or start to change as well or soften you know huh. and I think that's their you know, previous prejudices yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which was another that's, thing I liked about for Izzy you know, is that she's the main one of the leads is, is a lesbian but it never was the fourth like it was never yeah. like the main yeah, it's not like four yeah, no it's not like she's a lesbian no big and deal. Yeah. it's not and that what? was that was deliberate because I think it was. Um, yeah, because that that wasn't necessarily like, you know, the 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 social issues ar- around her sexuality was not something that I that was the story that I no, wanted. Yeah, you know, it yeah. just wasn't, you know. And so, um, and I think it's also because I've I've lived with so many, I've lived in predominantly LGBTQ neighborhoods for a long time that I just you know like they they don't wake up people don't wake up and go you know. I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, 24 <laughs> yeah. 7. Just like we don't wake up, I'm Asian, I'm Asian, I'm Asian. So like it's just, well, I do do that, yeah. to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, on the 23rd hour yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's who, it's a part of who you are, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's not everything. It's right? not the summation of, no, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. And I think that's, you know, with. It's the part, not the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 um, and I think that was important to, to kind of show without sort of hammering, you know, it's kind of like by not hammering at home I make that point if that makes any sense right. you know like uh, yeah so I think we should wrap it yeah. up soon uh, thank you so yeah, much yeah, yeah. you've been no, so yeah, generous yeah. for your time uh, I think Ty you did make a good point we should we should we should talk about Elizabeth a little bit yeah, you know, yeah, in yeah, her yeah. memory um, uh, did I you work pers- with her? I have not but uh, Tiger has I mean so can you speak a little bit what was your first um, 
interaction, I yeah, guess. When did you um, first meet uh, Louis? Again, you know, I don't ever want to speak out of turn. Um, I kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier, but like, I met Elizabeth, gosh, when I first probably moved to LA through um, another great mentor, uh, someone who's really helped in the Asian community, uh, Marilyn Takuda. So she used to be uh, one of the artistic directors at uh, East West Players. Yeah. When, okay. And for those who maybe are listening outside of LA, East West Players is like the oldest theater of color that's still going on today that gives opportunities not only to Asian Americans, um, but to just all people of color, you know, and... Check out Viet Gong in the uh, fall. In the yeah. fall, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, OG in terms of the people who pretty much anybody who was in anybody at some point. Um, it was a theater created by Mako's. It goes all the way back there. So uh, anyway, that's my little spiel about East West. But I was fresh from Texas out here, and I'd been like, in L.A. a little bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, while I'm not trying to toot my own horn on certain stuff, but like... I think being young, I felt very cocksure about a lot of stuff. And going to East West, it had always been this place that I had heard about from so long ago. Like when I was in school, like even in high school theater, like this, it was almost like the mecca of like, you go here because like, you know, there wasn't Asian American actors as many. Like there was like five of us in Dallas, right? Mm. The roles always went to one of, we knew if I didn't get it, like somebody got it. Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, when I came out here, I was at a point in my life where um, I, didn't want to admit, I think, that I was confused, that, like, things weren't working out or, like, I was, like, just like everybody else. And I think, yeah, again, yeah, like, yeah. in your movie, what I love about it is that it shows that normal is not normal. Like, being yeah. abnormal is the normal. Yeah. Being normal is not normal. Does that make sense? We're, all, we're, we're all freaks. <laughs> yeah, we're all, yeah, fucking, we're all you know. I mean, yeah. But because of social media, because of Asian culture, because of whatever, we're all made to think that, like, no one else is going through the shit that we're going through so we don't fit in. When in reality, we fit in because everybody's going through this shit. Yeah, right? yeah. So anyway, um, I went up to East West, and, and actually things were okay that time. And um, there's a role that I had to read for where they needed me to do an Asian accent. And as an actor, I, again, the bullshit of this is my whole life, right? I've been told like, don't speak with an accent, right? Don't yeah. whatever, and like, oh, your English is so good for this, or your yeah, English, yeah. whatever. And now all of a sudden the world had changed. China's on the rise. It's 2013 or 14. Now they're like, we need you to speak in an accent, not because we're gonna make fun of you, but like because your character's from mainland China. Yeah, and like, yeah. or you know, whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? I spent my whole life trying to perfect English, and now you're telling me to speak yeah. it incorrectly, right? And I didn't know who to look to, so I asked Marilyn. I was like, hey, Marilyn, do you know anybody who could help me with this? Because I mean, I don't even know where to begin to ask someone to teach me how to speak the Chinese accent. The yeah, vocal coach yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. A, I can know just the right person for you, Elizabeth, right? Ah. And the funny thing is, um, I don't know if I want to say the movie before, uh, whatever. But like, so it was, it was a big part in the Asian movie. So I went to go see Elizabeth and she fit, and I was living super south at that point. It took me, it was like 40 miles up here, just one way, right? Oh, shit. And it took, she, was in, she was in Valley Village. Yeah, she's still in that yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, I went to go see her. And again, remember, she's, I'm just some punk after kid who she doesn't know. And, and I remember I was probably, I saw her for three days straight because it was that much dialogue, that much accent. And she just, the first thing she said to me, and, and I think, a very Asian thing that I learned kind of take out of now as an actor is I used to apologize. I mean, I still do a little bit. I still, I used to apologize a lot when I would screw up a scene. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. That sucked or whatever. And she just looked at me. And I remember she put her hand. And was like, don't apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were just doing your thing. Yeah. And again, she's, you know, an older generation and, and because she came from Hong Kong, yeah. I just, for whatever my knee jerk reaction was that like, she'd be like my mom that like, I need yeah, approval. Yeah. And she would constantly right. talk me down the cliff of like, Hey, like allow yourself the ability to fail, uh, allow yourself the ability yeah. to figure this out as you're doing, because you're not going to get any better if you don't. 
And from that point on, I'll be honest, the first time I met her, I, I, just, I didn't know if we clicked. If anything, again, I was so worried about, did I impress her? Did I, you know. She's the older yeah, Asian Yeah, and, and also yeah. Knew she was like an OG in the, in the community. Yeah. But I remember yeah. just leaving like, I don't know, like my head was just in the wrong place of like trying to get, to improve myself, right? Because the reason I laugh is because I remember some stupid, in my mind, I was playing a gangster, right? So like I came the next day and I was just, it's just so not me. Like it's not that it's not me. But I'm relatively nice. And she even yeah, says, like, yeah. you're such a nice guy. You should try to yeah. be a little, you know, meaner. <laughs> and I came in that day. I remember, like, I was like, all right, I'll show her mean. So, like, I decided, like, I just wouldn't talk to her as much. Like, again, stupid shit. Like, I was kind of being cold purposefully, right? And then I realized, I'm just an asshole. Like, I was yeah. like, this is not helping. Like, and we went. And then she, the main thing that happened was a one-hour taping probably for, and I'm long-witted, of course, but, like, a one-hour taping <laughs> for a, a slitish scene turned out to be like fucking three hours. And part of it was she was directing me and helping me and all this other stuff. And wow. I left there thinking like, fuck, like not only did I n probably not nail the scene, two, I probably, you know, maybe she thinks less of me because I'm not a good actor or whatever and all this, sh all this shit. And I was just, I really felt like shit, right? But that wow. was when I first was here. And again, it was nothing, anything we ever discussed. And I don't have any reason to believe. Years later, I needed to do another thing for another accent. And I just was like, fuck, who do I go to? And I was like, well, I know Elizabeth. So I called her up and she remembered me. And I went to her place and um, she helped me out. And it was fine. It was like perfect. Like I, at that point, I was so matured enough as a man where I was comfortable with failing. I was like, okay, it's cool. I don't have to answer to anybody on like, just do your thing, right? Right, yeah. And after that, uh, I, I don't know what it was. It just, I kind of floated. I was like, hey, Elizabeth, you know, do you mind if maybe I take you out to lunch one day and just kind of get your advice on life? Because, yeah. you know, I knew who she was in terms of acting and all that stuff. And we just started talking, and like, it was just so weird. And I know, look, I'm not gonna try to elevate things more than, but like, for stop apologizing. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, it, there's just certain time. And that's why Frizzy hit me so hard, was because like, I had a mentor in college who passed away a couple years ago, and I was just not in a good place in my life where I had a good final seeing him. But yeah. when he had passed, it hit me in a really bad time in my life because I just felt like I fucked up. Like I didn't. Yeah. I should have reached out at least one more time. Yeah. And I was constantly i guess maybe searching for that mentor and when i found elizabeth it, i didn't want to force that on her right i felt yeah, weird yeah. about that mm. and she just kind of looked at me she's like do you need some help and i was like oh. yeah I, like how did you know like <laughs> like how is it you know and then you start freaking out like does everybody know and she's like yeah like you know let's just let's talk and so she started asking me like what it was i wanted to do and again not to get too much detail but like i basically told her I was like i feel like i need to start over and i didn't know how because as asians it's like you basically if you start over you have to admit like somehow or another you got lost your way you fucked yeah, up yeah. And she's like, why are you, and, and I should always just like, why are you so hard on yourself? Like, why don't you just give yourself the ability to like enjoy the moments, like take ah. pleasure. And she, and the thing is that was something that later when, when she did pass, I, a lot of her, her former students or friends that I met, you know, they would actually say this, you know, repeat that kind of same line and that she'd always share. And I realized like that it came from a place that she lived it. Right. And so why I have to mention all this again is because one of the things that really did help kind of like turn not turn things around but like man like okay i had a good year was i did a film jurassic games yeah and in that film and this isn't the one she helped me with this was uh later later that she did help um i was in a place where like i was audition i was kind of back in it. i was like the kid's back in the game i was auditioning for a whole bunch of things and i got this movie out of nowhere and i, I didn't think i was going to to be able to read for it not because i didn't want it. i just didn't have time i literally yeah. didn't have time yeah and I remember going to see Elizabeth and I freaked out. I was like, Elizabeth, like they want me to read so much dialogue and I got to do like three different languages and I got to figure out how to read and do it in China. I can speak Chinese, but for a lot of Asian actors and for people who aren't Asian, this is the process I think that 
a lot of Asian actors don't talk about that sucks. When you have to deliver something in Chinese, not only do you have to make sure that you get the language correct of it, then you have to get like the cadence correct of it, then you have to get the acting correct of it, then you have to make all this. So it's like five different things and I get, boo-hoo, you poor actor, like fuck yeah, you, yeah, go yeah, get a real yeah. job. But the thing is, it's pretty crazy. Like I think all Asian actors well, have I mean, been yeah, there. You know? they, they, yeah. they expect you to be a translator and an actor at the same time and translation is not the same as acting. No, exactly, it's exactly. Completely different. Yeah. So yeah. I, translation I went, is its own skill. And I, I went to her, I was like, yo, Elizabeth, like fuck. And, and again, she was so caring. Even that first audition that I did years ago to then now, she would always ask like, hey, do you have the money to do this? If you don't, it's cool. I'll still help you. And just the fact that she would ask that in That's this cutthroat yeah, town. Because yeah, yeah. I remember she, and, and she did it so dignified too. She was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like uh, if you're, if you need a discount, I can give you one because yeah. financially, are you a working actor? And yeah. then just, like, didn't make you feel, like, lesser or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I just remember, like, I was like, no, I'll pay you, you know, extra because yeah, of that. Yeah. And of all of these roles that I was reading for, that's the one I ended up landing. And I'm so happy because it was a fun, cool movie. I had yeah. great experience. And it wasn't until I was, was this? Jurassic oh, Games. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Games. It wasn't until I flew over there. I was like, dude, I would not have gotten this without her. Wow. She was basically more or less at that point in my life, like someone who I looked up to maybe from afar and she didn't know that I maybe even looked at her as a mentor, but she basically could have been like, I'm a stranger to you. Like, I don't owe you anything. I don't need to help you. And when I flew back, I was like, Hey, again, I was like, can I talk to you? Can we help? And she just, from that point on, I mean, she was just constantly like checking in with me and just, you know, um, being there for me. And, and it, it meant so much because in this town, especially even with Asian actors, it's hard. Yeah. I don't think a lot of us, I mean, we, we are supportive, but a lot of them, we don't talk like what we're doing yeah, now. Yeah, we don't yeah. talk like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that like someone who was so busy, who again, she was having still a great career doing all these great movies. Like she never talked down to me either. She never talked down to me. as like, yeah, Oh, yeah, I've yeah. done this. You know, she talked to me as like, I understand where you're coming from mm. and this is what helped me. And maybe this can help you. And I don't know. I, I could go on and on, but she just, um, she was a really lovely person inside and out. Um, did you get that final, like, you know, uh, to meet and say goodbye. Or, uh, I yeah, mean, we we never yeah, know. It's such a surprise. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Um, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that uh, so when Four Easy came out, for people who don't, I, I do a lot of hosting stuff, red carpet things, and um, I was able to uh, to interview uh, Elizabeth. In fact, I actually made it a point because I'll be honest, I didn't know much about your film yeah, yeah, just because yeah. it's a film film. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, I almost was. I think that night I almost didn't go, not because I didn't want to, but I had something that I had to do. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what? No, no. I need to make it a point because for someone yeah. who championed me for so long, I had to. I need to yeah. pay my respects. So I, I interviewed her. And for for those who didn't know at that point, I guess, she, and I don't know her medical history. I'm not trying to speak for her, but I think she had stroke. Um, I I saw it and I didn't know the protocol because it's like obviously, like if you're going through something medically, she knows more than, so than yeah. anybody. Right. I didn't want to bring it up because it's it's a privacy thing, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to talk about. Yeah, it. I want to sure, respect sure. that. So I, I just felt like keep it, you know, as we've had, like business. Like one, help her with the film. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And then just two, talk, about the film, talk to yeah. her like as we are as friends, yeah, you know. Right. And, and I felt at that point maybe that was the best thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I figured the next day or so I would follow up follow and talk up, to her, yeah. right? So that's where I felt like, you know, honestly maybe I should have done better. But the reason it was weird is because, like, again, you don't know. It was literally like very soon after. And I yeah. I can, I saw her at your premiere. I yeah. talked to her and gradually had talked, but I was like, let her work the room. Let her, this is her yeah. night, yeah, not mine. Yeah, this is her, her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I had texted her or maybe sent her an email and said something to the same extent, like, hey, hope you're doing well. Let's catch up. Yeah. And okay. just unfortunately, we weren't able to before. Hey, you know, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Alex, I, I, I'm, you have a long history. Well, you know, because longish, you, yeah, yeah. longish. Like yes, yes, and was what 2013. 13, yeah. yeah. And then we started that in two thousand twelve. I want to say so. Right. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I knew her. I met her through Jim. Mm. Oh, cool. Because uh, you worked with Jim she, first yeah, on, uh, on the, the zombie movie. The zombie fortune. He's been in every film I've, I've directed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, he, you know, she was, I think with Elizabeth, I mean, you mentioned about the, you know, how giving she was and, you know, compared to our generation with the actors. Like, I think the one thing I noticed with her that she was so giving of her time, um, I think it's maybe, I don't know if it's just that generation, but it is in many ways when I look, when I, all the actors I've met of that generation, the Asian Americans, whether it's like Elizabeth, Jim Lau, Raymond, Ma, yeah. Tsai Ma, you know, all these, like, they're all like... Raymond was the one who produced that pizza movie, by the way. Okay. So, okay, sorry, sorry. So, but they're all, and Peter Kwong, yeah. and like, they're just all very, um, they just seem genuinely supportive and cheer, you know, they cheerlead for one another in ways ah. that, I, and I think maybe because they've been in the business so long, They've survived so long that yeah. that's I don't know if that was always the case when they were you know they were younger but like that was the legacy that I think Elizabeth really um, you know stayed with me which is you know that she was you know when I went to her memorial thing that Tamlin put together she you know a lot of the former students some of the former students you know spoke about her similar to you about how you know how giving she was of her time and how she was all about the community trying to get you know young people. Not just young people, but Asian American as a whole, to uh, you know, to to support one another, and I think you know she set the example, and and yeah. I mean I think that's the 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 one thing that you know in her memory that's kind of what uh, it's inspired me to do yeah. more of that, you know, and to like the, to to really kind of to to know that it's not just me, it's like it's, we're all kind of in this together, you know, and that mm. um, it's not sort of a zero sum game to your point, right? Like where you know, one actor gets the role over another. It's like, no, we're all kind of like, you know, we're in it. And I, I've had situations where, you know, I've been called in for certain things. I'm like, I'm not right for this, but go for this person. Or like sometimes yeah, I've had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one, and I'm not trying to, you know. But some people don't do that. I, 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 I'm not trying to say that I'm this totally giving person, but it has been in situations where there was like an audition. I remember one time where it was a, you know, it was for a Korean, it was like a network show, okay. but they wanted somebody who is Korean and speak, and then my agent's like, ah, whatever, it's just, you go in, it's a Korean. Chinese, Japanese, all Yeah, the same, and know? then, and she normally isn't like that, but for some reason she thought it was okay for this one. And I looked, I'm like, and I and I really tried to lobby, like, you should get so-and-so, these, you know, they're Korean, they're perfect. I, <laughs> this is not my role. It's not your, your like, role, I, yeah. you know, like, it just, it's not, and and I think it's, it's really like, you know, if you can get people who are, put people in a position of success, you know, that you know are going to just doing a bang up job. It's good for everybody, you know, and I think that's goes to, you know, obviously with crazy rich Asians, regardless of what people say behind the scenes amongst, I'm sure we've heard, you know, differences of opinion amongst a lot of Asian American filmmakers and actors, or whatever, but regardless, it's more like, well, this is, it's, it's a, it's bigger than our individual opinions. It's like, just go fucking support it. Yeah. You know, and support that support gook, support all these other films. And, you know, when you when you when you put when you support people who are going to succeed, that's going to help everybody. Yeah. And yeah, that was really yeah. Elizabeth's legacy, really, that she kind of lived that. And she, you know, that that was the biggest influence on me. And you know, in terms of her work, um, you know, uh, she was definitely a collaborator, a very vocal collaborator. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She. Uh, I mean, it took me a while to realize that she was a night owl. 
and that she would be up until three or four in the morning just emailing me like sometimes in the <laughs> yes, morning I, yes. I would get like 20 emails from her like what the hell is with this woman and like and and she you would just with her same thing you would leave maybe at like 12 o'clock at night and then think okay like i got stuff to work on then get an email and a voice recording of like hey yeah like, let's yeah, see yeah yeah oh, and then wow. and then okay. she would and then just like a thousand questions about everything like and it, i mean <laughs> it got irritating sometimes because <laughs> yeah. and then i've been warned by other directors like oh don't let her beat you down because she will wear you down as oh, a director because okay. she you know but i found that more as a challenge like i you know as a challenge as a mm. that she you know she didn't do it from a place i never thought that she did it from a place of you know um uh, being a prima donna, or anything. Yeah, it was more yeah, from yeah. a. It was it was always from a place of I want to make sure this is the best. This is the best it can be. The you know not just her role, but the project as a whole. You know, and and she never overstepped her bounds. She never like was trying to like produce the project for me or like the questions she asked was never about like somebody else's job necessarily. You know, because sometimes you can get people who like kind of overstep yeah. their. You know, they, they right. ask questions like that's not you shouldn't be just focusing on your role. role. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, going yeah. above their pay grade. Yeah, kind of or yeah. they're asking about certain things that you know, like whatever. Squeaky but, wheel shit. Yeah. Whereas, but she sometimes would, but she, I know she would only do it when. If something was really seriously wrong in that department, oh, okay. you know, on, on crew, and that's when I knew shit was serious. Is because when she started asking that, when she w would actually overstep her bounds, I'm like, okay, then that's something you need to pay attention. Yeah, to, yeah. So. And so she was so good with that, and she was just, um, yeah, just like a force of nature to deal with. And like, how did know? she help you as a, you know, as would you say you're primarily just a writer director now? Do you still act or like? I mean, I, I still I still have an agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still get sent out every once in a while. But, but like, uh, how how has she cre uh, how how had how has your collaborations with her shaped you as an artist? Then I guess. As I mean, she just she just put me on the spot to be more honest. Okay. You know, yeah. even from Yes and I mean, she challenged me. She's like, I know where you're trying to go with this, and you're not going far enough. Oh yeah. wow! And and she was right. And 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 that's. I mean, if it wasn't for Yes and I don't think for Izzy would have existed in a way because I think she, she did call me on a lot of stuff. She's like, Yeah, you know, that's. I, I know what you're trying to do here, <laughs> but I know there's a lot more going on that you're not, that you're, or I know you're 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 scared of revealing certain things or talking about or addressing or going into that territory that I know you should be going into that territory based on what these scenes are about. Vulnerability what, maybe? Yeah, ah. not just a vulnerability, but certain aspects, you know, um, and whether it's mental health or addiction or any of that kind of stuff. And that's kind of where For Izzy probably came ah. about was her, her basically... When you jumped early, into that territory. Yeah, very early <laughs> on, even during the yes, the development of Yes Am where she just kind of called me out on it. Wow. Like, kind of said, you know, <laughs> you could go further. You know, you could you could go a lot deeper than what is on what is currently, you know, on the page. You well, know? What, I, what I'd like to ask you too about you know her challenging you because, you know, we talk especially in your film, right? You see, in with with Elizabeth, you know, as an older generation, you very much just see directly like this is almost like I guess the face of the old guard versus what our generation. Yeah, is. yeah. Did you ever feel that because? Um, in many ways, like she was speaking for her generation, that like that was almost like an uh, an okay or an almost like apology, saying like, "Hey, giving you that right to then, as our generation, embrace who we are." You know what I mean? It's, it's. I mean, I didn't really realize. I didn't realize that she was closer to my mom's age than. I didn't either. Yeah. Then or she that she. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that she was 
I always thought that she was younger than yeah. than what than she, what I found out. And that the thing is, is I mean, it, was, it wasn't that her birthday was like a secret. Just you know, man, it just didn't really. She just didn't, for those who didn't know her, who never met her. I mean, she definitely was young at heart. You know. She yeah, and lot. so like, I mean, for for me personally, I think because I'm older than you guys, like, I didn't, or I think I am, but I. Yeah. You're not older than Dan, though. No, right? but like, shade it. Dan. I didn't. I didn't see oh, wait, her. I, I'm and not I, sure, I think actually, also right. because of my because I wasn't I didn't I wasn't an actor with her, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't see her as a mom or a mother or maternal figure as much as from a personal level, more like an older sister. Even oh, though in ah. reality that's only only when she passed I realized, oh wait, she's closer into age than <laughs> yeah. my mom. Yeah. But I always felt kind of like an in between generation, like oh. that I was kind of like, you know, she's too young to be my mom, but too like, but old enough to maybe be like an older sister, older really cousin, yeah, or old. Yeah. And so like, and I think she kind of, we kind of, I got a sense that we, we interacted that way, mm-hmm. like, um, and then maybe it's also because it's a director actor relationship as well, where mm-hmm. it was it was a slightly different dynamic. But she definitely, it was more from a collaborator standpoint and more from a. Uh, even on a personal level, just it felt more like a cousin or a sister or something. Yeah, it's a, nice. And it's a kind of because it's an in-between yeah, right. thing. And um, because of the roles, while in the collaboration process, you're the director, right? So then, yeah, I guess that helps influence yeah. that relationship. Yeah, also, yeah. Right? And yeah. I mean, she, and she definitely, you know, um, the way she supported young actors, she supported a lot of, you know, emerging and young filmmakers as well. And she never, ever once... Um, Complained, you know, she never pulled the diva act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all, like, everyone said. You know why? It went. Well, never did. And also, I spoke to other filmmakers who they've also said the same thing. She's never ever pulled that, and she could easily pull yes, that if yes. she wanted to. And yet, you know, we've put I've I've put her in such, you know, uh, low budget situations <laughs> where you know, and um, and she just she was a trooper, wow. you know, and like um. And yeah, it, she just, you know, she, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss her. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I, I, the reason I asked that too, and again, I think it, hopefully, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm going to stop apologizing, fuck this, but uh, it ties in with your film, is that when I saw her up there, and then when I realized, like, yeah, when she passed, I didn't realize she was closer to my mom's age. Yeah. Talking to a lot of, like, um, different actors, especially because, like, I, I don't know how you found out, but the day I found out, I literally woke up and my phone was just, it was just not necessarily blew up, but it was kind of this, this soft, like, Hey, did you hear about this? Oh. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't. It was cryptic, right? Like, so someone that I knew that she, I was originally supposed to be in overseas for a while, and she was someone that, when she found that out, she connected me to someone who's over there yeah. now and was like trying. Oh to wow, great. So I found over about overseas. Like this person found out in like China, and I didn't even know, right? So I was like, yeah. oh my god, I can't. So I, some of the stuff that I would hear through other students, because I was trying to make sure, I was like, are you sure this is you know happening? Um, they had always mentioned, you know, like we didn't know how that she was older than us. We just yeah, thought, and yeah. she always treated us like a, a peer. But there's yeah. always this feeling that I felt too, where it's like, I didn't know as an Asian is the respectful thing to be like, me so ai, or like, no, talk to you like we're friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think she was so good at being subtle. Like she didn't have to say the the things in between. That she, although I think she treated me like her friend, I think a lot of times when I wasn't around her, I always felt like. Again, not to sound weird, like all Oedipus compass aside, like she was like my mom. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard her apologize, basically in their film about like, hey, I'm sorry, my mistakes yeah, yeah. have caused this, and you know, every time I talked to her about life, film, and whatnot, that's what it felt like. Like, I was hearing from that generation, like it's okay to be who you are right now. Yeah. 
it's okay to as even as an actor to like fuck up or yeah. lose your way or whatever and it's just even not being Asian you don't hear that because we're in a town where like you have to be at your best 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking 7 you know because that's what people expect out of you because if you're not some other guy will some other girl will yeah. and I think the last thing that I just you know I'd like to kind of comment about Elizabeth is that she just had this and, and I would wonder working with her because I never worked with her like on a set just yeah, you know yeah. her coaching me is that she had this like cinematic quality about her in everyday life that I just loved like you'd go to dinner with her and she I remember we went to the sushi place that she picked out right she's like oh this is and I asked her some question about like hey you know I'm thinking about changing you know agents managers whatever and, and how what's the best way and she, I remember it's like she just took this like beautiful pause and like she kind of looked at this like gilded flower and she kind of looked at it she's like you know and I can't exactly remember what she said, but she just turned back to me and like the wind blew right in her oh. hair. And she just said something about like, you know, Tiger, just take your time and um, en embrace the struggle, embrace the, the difficulty and enjoy the suffering because when you when you succeed, you know, that's what it'll all mean. And you know, all this, this and it's a pep talk, but still it was just like, holy shit, like this was a film in a movie, like oh, if you just yeah, cropped yeah. it. and. And every time I talked to her, every time I went to her place, same thing. You know, she would just, we'd start a scene. You know, I think as actors, sometimes it's awkward. Like, how do we just jump into scene, you know, blah, blah, blah. You want to get her, she's like, just fucking do it. Yeah, just fucking yeah. do it. You know? She yeah. was like, I mean, she was much more, um, I think I saw a different, slightly different side just on set, which was, um, there's definitely that sense of that dignified, yeah, you know, yeah. grace. But depending on the character, depending on the scene, I mean, she just got down and dirty like everybody else yeah. did. And, you know, it was just part of the cast and crew, and um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how she, you know, she just kind of rolled with the punches in many ways, and like, um, and then when she had the thousand questions, you know, she never, she never, she never, she would never show me up or show up somebody else. She would mm. always, you know, she was very perfect. I mean, very professional in terms of anything that she had to say. She would always say to me in private, mm. gotcha. whether it was an issue that she had with somebody it else, right, right. Some, yeah, or you know, oh, maybe you should keep an eye on blah 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 or whatever. She would always do it in private, you know, and never, never publicly, um, you know. Cause, and sometimes these, you know, says, that's something everybody should do, and I think everybody knows to do. But when things get really hairy and get we very strict, yeah. it's just you know, it's like three in the morning, people just snap and they <laughs> they, they do they do things that they shouldn't be they they behave in ways they shouldn't be behaving. Well, it goes you back know? to your point about integrity, you know. Yeah, it's like and she and she knows how she just never broke that. Like that's great. Huh? You know, whereas you know, so it just it just happens. Sometimes you know, people just like an actor just loses it. Christian oh, Bale, so, yeah. like, you know. Last question was that that monologue that we keep referring to. Um, did you you wrote that with Elizabeth in mind? Yes. Or and and did, how much input did she have in that monologue? I guess. Or? For that, not much. Not much. She, I think she really she, connected with it. She just connected to it. She and she told me. I mean, afterwards, like, um, yeah, she just she said, you know, she connected to it on levels that I may not have intended to. But she like personally, and she didn't say exactly what. <laughs> maybe sure. maybe it was what you had sort of I mean, may, may have interpreted. So but yeah, that sure. there were certain things that she said she connected to that particular monologue, but also to the character in ways that she never told me exactly how. Uh, but she said, yeah, there's certain things in there that, you know, connect to me very personally based on my own personal experiences and based on what I've, you know, uh, and so, and, but, uh, you know, and she just kept that 
as her secret, you know, that's which is right, good because right. I and I don't need to know. Like no, just as yeah. long as it's on screen. That's the magic of being actors, the having that secret, you know. Yeah, and sometimes you don't like as an actor, you don't want to reveal that exactly because yeah, it yeah. once you, you it's almost kind of like revealing the magic trick. Once you reveal how it works, it kind of ruins, it. <laughs> and it might ruin your ability to be able to you know live in that because once you've verbalized, it's like it's you know it's done right it's gone yeah. it's it's not it's spoiled in a Mer way meryl streep had had like a she says she always has a secret whenever she uh, approaches a role like for kramer versus kramer i guess her secret was um she never truly loved her husband yeah. you know yeah and, yeah, and uh oh. that's a secret that she kept through the set through the filming through the you know and then she didn't say that until way after. Yeah, the yeah, and I mean, Elizabeth did mention to me on one drunken night when we had a casting crew screening, and <laughs> she and she also didn't reveal, but she said, "Yeah, I was very something." There's a lot of deeply personal stuff in there uh, that never that, and she just left it at that. I'm like, so okay, fair on, enough. On on that note, um, um, Dan, are you still alive? Are you still there, man? Thanks for sharing. Still here. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for sticking I'm with us. Uh, so, so thank you so much yeah. to all. Uh, I think I'm gonna make this a two part episode. This is like. Three, we're yeah, hitting well, like three okay. plus hours. Oh, this is our longest thing ever. I thought Tigers was long, but yeah. man, this is like. Um, so what we, what we do to end this episode is we do like a little language corner, okay. where we just say a phrase that we we learn from a different language. It could be any language that you speak uh, fluently or not fluently, or that you're learning. Um, so I guess I will. Uh, I will start off with uh, with. Um, so, Shioji. Shioji means uh, Journey to the West. It's a book that I finished recently. And, uh, yeah, Sun Wukong is the main character. He's the, uh, the Monkey King. And what I, what I really liked about that story, um, uh, uh, Journey to the West, I think, and you guys are very familiar with it. It's, like, it's such an integral part to Asian culture. Um, one of it's, our it's epics. Yeah, it's, it's one of the yeah. epics. And the three main takeaways was like, one was like shit, you know these monsters. You know Sun Wukong is technically he's like a monster. He's like badass killing. You know he he's, he before he met uh, the Tang Tang Sung he was you know killed people, and uh, but and also there's Zuba Jie the the pig and there's also Sao Sang and Bai Longma. Anyways, by going through all these difficulties, they, I think they had to go through eighty eight difficulties or something then they were able to become, you know, I, either a Buddha or like some sort of, uh, uh, a God. Uh, like some sort of yeah. appraised being, right? But they were all like just a ragtag bunch of monsters, you yeah, know? Especially yeah, especially at Zubajit, just eating yeah. watermelon yeah, and shit. Yeah, freaking chasing chicks and stuff. And so I was like, oh shit, this motherfucker, like, the, the, that's a I don't know if it was intended, but that was one take was like, oh, by, by helping another person, by helping this freaking weekly you know monk dude get to the west they have they were able to become something greater you know and th that goes to my second point that like the teamwork man it's like yeah. it's like making a film like that that have having that collaboration like yep. shit you know and and all these different very disparate personalities coming together for this one singular goal it's uh, it's, it's great and then the third thing that I took was like the imagination of it like fucking floating flying cloud yeah, Dragon Ball is directly Dra Dragon copy Ball, like it. fucking this, the stick that grows large so Goku yeah so anyways uh, that's that's the cultural thing I wanted to just throw out there for tonight uh, Shioji I, I think and, and 
you know, I, I kind of loosely tied it to our topics, but <laughs> anyways, yeah. Um, is any, anything, uh, Dan, do you have anything that you want to bring up? Not currently, not today. Not today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex I, or I, don't, I was going to say, man, I think that's actually pretty apropos for, especially, you know, talking about Elizabeth. I mean, yeah. she was, she journeyed to the West. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that makes me Zubaja. I hope yeah. not. No, no, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's great, man. It's cool. Yeah. And I think, and, uh, one thing about the journey to the West is also like, um, one thing about the, the monk character is that he, uh, he was like the spiritual guy. Like, even though he was, not you know like he he couldn't be he wasn't as the best fighter like Sun Wukong he was useless. Or, you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but like it seems everyone has their talents and he was able to guide these freaking these these crazy creatures into like helping other people along the yeah. way right and and also and then yeah and I, I think hearing your guys stories I personally wasn't very close to Elizabeth I I just found out about her um, fairly recently but um. I, I know in my own life, I, I try to give back as well. And I think I grew up with a similar thing of like, oh, if I give, then I, I take away from myself in a way. But actually, sometimes it's the opposite. By giving, you get back what you give, you know? Yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of times more. Yeah, a lot of you know, times because more. Because um, people, want, people want to be around other giving people. Yeah. You know, and the more you give, the more you attract other people that yeah. want to, you know, that want to be in your circle, in your orbit. And, um, and this, I mean, especially in this time, yeah. you know, where it, it is so much more about, you know, community and, um, you know, in, in many respects beyond just film, I think it's, you know, I think we're learning that, you know, it's not just your little property or your little, you know, abode. It's like, it's, the entire neighborhood you're is, not you're you know, not a single yeah you're, you're not a single not we're yeah, all connected yeah. together and that we you know that's it's a big part it's you know it's our only way forward and, and speaking cool. of giving you know especially in this town i mean someone once told me and i think it's pretty true that real power isn't saying no right because i think sometimes we think um and it is kind of a fallacy especially in our town where image superficiality comes like if you want to go to a club or whatever mm -hmm. right or something like that where there's always no's you're always like acting even your your approach with so many no's because people they feel that that's the power like if i can tell this person that he can't do something that makes me a powerful person yeah. and the, what someone kind of illustrated to me was that they're saying actually the real power is in the yes which is the giving because think about how many no's you hear versus how many yeses and what are we searching for we're searching that yes right yeah. because when you're able to give like give that person an opportunity green light their script give them their role whatever like those are the people we look to as like like yeah. they have that power and so yeah the more you can give i think sometimes it is true so the more you're going to get back cool all yeah. right on that note uh thank you so much for lis listening um dan can we get can i get a quick screenshot of you and then i'm going to get a quick photo off with all you right, guys yeah. but uh yeah i guess about wow, three hours three eight plus yeah. hours yeah all right dan hey i love you let's see here all right, <laughs> dan i uh yeah it's okay i, I don't see but i'm i want to take a quick screenshot of you yeah. Yep. That's the face of a man listening for three hours to <laughs> our ramblings. Cool. Awesome. I got it. Um, thanks, Dan. I'm going to end right. the call. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Have a good thanks. night. Have a great night, Bye. man.